Hey, check it out. Hey, check it out. We watched Black Lizard. Some of us watched it twice or the wrong one and then the right one. Let's go to the place where everybody wear body paint and there's sexy times happening, but also murder and bodies and stuff. And it's a good time and we'll talk about it. It's Hey, check it out. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Kagan, and my pronouns are he, him. Uh, And the reason why I'm doing that today is because everybody should just do it just generally. But also, we have a special guest, and we want to make sure that we've got everything sorted out correctly. Uh, With me, as always, for this Hey Check It Out podcast are my co-hosts, Corey Under Dickinson. Corey, what are your pronouns? She, her. And Anna Wasserman. Anna, what are your pronouns? She, her. Correct. Uh, you're both very good <laughs> wow. at this game. Wow. Uh, and I'm going to introduce our <laughs> very special guest in a second. But first, I am going to talk because this is my episode, even though I'm passing it off to somebody else because I'm lazy. My friends. It's no secret that this is an amazing time to be a fan of cult cinema. Gone are the days where you mailed a money order to some rando in the back of film threat for a bootleg VHS of some obscure movie, praying that it would be the right movie, that it would be in a resolution where you could distinguish shapes and colors, and that the subtitles would be in legible, semi-grammatical English. Not so anymore. Now, companies like Vinegar Syndrome, Severin, etc. are in an arms race to release the most obscure, weirdest, hardest to find genre films with museum-worthy cases, glorious two or 4K transfers, and 79 hours of extras. If one were to look at their catalogs, packed with Golden Age porn, Eurocult mind melters, 80 shot on video gore fest, etc., one would think... Uh, They did it. No notes. Mission accomplished. They released every movie on home video and or streaming. And yet, even in this enlightened age, there are piles upon piles of unreleased, unavailable, out of print magic. And not just little weird movies that just played in some, you know, uh, little theater in Florida for 22 minutes. No high profile examples like the original versions of the initial Star Wars trilogy. You can't get it. Roger Corman's Ponzi scheme. Fantastic Four only available on bootleg. Even Zeitgeist TV shows like Moonlighting. You got to go to Etsy or something and buy a jump drive like I did. Uh, and these and thousand more like them are held up by things like bad contracts, copyright snafus, lapsed music clearances, or what have you. Here to talk about one of those movies today is our first guest ever, David Melito. If you are a listener, you have heard me mention him in uh, probably every episode. Uh, Dave and I met in the mid-1980s in a summer school AV class where we made a commercial for a fake cereal called Nothing-O's, which was healthy because it was an empty box get it? We then proceeded to spend our teen years coming through the cult section of Blockbuster and have in one way or another continued to do that together for the ensuing 40-ish years. In his various jobs in the entertainment industry, as in uh, first an art department coordinator, then a production accountant and line producer, he's worked with directors like Quentin Tarantino, Wes Anderson and several films with Terrence Malick, who he refers to as Terry. And I have no proof of this, but I think his wee-wee gets a little hard every time he does that. Uh, anyway, here he is to talk about 1968's brilliant, psychedelic, and psychotronic Japanese spy crime sexy time thriller caper, Black Lizard. Ladies, gentlemen, everyone across the vast spectrum of gender, 
David Melito. Wow. Well, there you go. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I just w- one point of clarification about the Wes Anderson and Tarantino of it. Um, more like worked near, you know, like I worked with. I don't ever think I said, you know, Wes, move that camera to the right. Um, and uh, uh, but uh, Terry was not to work with. Yeah, yeah, by the way, number one, yeah. print the legend, asshole. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you, you should be saying, you know, QT and I. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm assuming he listens and I don't want to get a call. Uh, ah, here. that's your yes. mistake. Nobody yes. listens. <laughs> so you were like, so, hey, Wes, have you considered symmetrical uh, frames for your films? How do you feel about Futura Bold, Wes? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this font? It's really tremendous. Dave, tell us a little um, about your history with Black Lizard and what so, is it? Thank you, sir. I would love to. I am so thrilled to, to talk. I would go to the airport and just talk to people about the movie. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes I have. It's like, are you familiar with Black Lizard? Not the 1962 one, but the 1968 version. Um, this play, I went to Ithaca College, uh, and uh, this played at the, uh, when I, and I have to say Ithaca College, because if you don't, people assume you went to Cornell, and I'm not that smart. Um, but Cornell Cinema had uh, would let us go uh, there. They had screenings and you get the calendar every week. And there was this film called Black Lizard. And that was way in the before times, before the Internet. Uh, this was 93. So you're not downloading anything. I'm sure there were people who were doing the videotape thing, but it was very hard except through word of mouth to find weird movies. And I was like, oh, this movie looks interesting. And I didn't have a car. I got a buddy to take me over. And I watched this film and it was one of those moments um, when you just, when you're young. And, and again, I can't stress before the internet, when you look at something, you're like, this can be a movie. This is a movie. <laughs> they did this and they called it a movie and I gave them money. Life is beautiful. And it, it screened at, at, uh, at, the, uh, at, at that theater twice. And of course, we'll get into the plot details and everything, but it it screened twice. And then shortly thereafter, it was released on half-inch VHS tape. They did the transfer by dropping the film in a hole and taking a picture of it. The, the, The absolute, I have to say, seeing it in HD again made me such a relief. Oh my God, I'm not a horrible racist. They all look only alike when you can't see anything like all the lights were uh, like there's a whole bunch of uh, identity swapping and people in disguises and for years uh, on this day half inch tape i'm like wait no who's that now what's this what's going on but when we and i'm assuming you guys had none of those problems so it for some reason has just not existed anywhere only on this crappy half inch tape and every time there'd be like you know like joe's Schmo's video depot junk spot. I'd like get the DVD. I'd try to go to the Japanese web, uh, Japanese Amazon and see if I could find it buried in something. I got, watch the 1962 version. There's a Cantonese version. Nothing can never find it up until eh, a month ago. And you're just having this one moment and a little thought came in my head. Why don't you type Black Lizard into YouTube? And there it is. Just this gorgeous, pristine HD transfer. And I've been trying to get Mr. Kagan to watch it for years. And quite fairly, every time you looked at it, you're like, oh, no, no, you sent me a link to just some ass. I need to see a movie. <laughs> and not so, the kind I generally like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and there we are. So now it's, it's uh, gloriously in my life. Again, um, I've watched it probably three or four times. I made sure to yank it right from the edges of YouTube before someone takes it away from us. 
It's not on Blu-ray. Um, and it's a masterpiece. So a little background on it very quickly. Black Lizard was a detective story. It began life as a detective story uh, in the late 30s, early 40s, uh, written by the master of uh, of Japanese mystery writing, a gentleman uh, whose pen name was Rampo. Uh, he was like the Edgar Wallace, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Ellery Queen, all mixed up into one. Basically, Japan got a bunch of uh, Western mystery novels and things of that nature, much in the same way that Italy uh, got Western mystery novels and kind of turned those into Gialli. Japanese uh, got these, uh, you know, mystery novels from all around the world. And this Rampo gentleman, uh, also a huge fan of Edgar Allan Poe, uh, and that's where he got his uh, name from. Uh, he wrote tons and tons of these, and Black Lizard was one of them. It was adapted as a play by none other than one of the great writers of the 20th century, Mishima, who's known for a million things. Uh, it, I think uh, one of his bigger works is The Sailor Who Fell from Grace, uh, who Fell with Grace from the Sea. Uh, he turned that into a play. It was adapted into a movie in 1962, which you can watch on Criterion Channel. And I recommend it. It's cool, uh, but it's not as cool as the one that came out in 1968, which is fucking amazing it was worth the 30-year wait me holding out to not watch it on half inch uh because this thing it starts like a shot from a gun and then it does not stop for 86 minutes you want fast cutting it's there you want party scenes like it's laughing it's there you want disguises you want a room full of frozen naked people you want tunes you want diamonds it's there it's there it's there and it's all hanging around an astonishing performance from our lead, a gentleman by the name of Miwa, who does a feature-length drag performance as a uh, black lizard. So uh, Miwa's uh, pronouns uh, in life are he, him. Uh, so we will do that when talking about the actor and she, her in the movie. Uh, so we'll do that when we're talking about the movie. David, your pronouns are he, him, right? Thank you very much. I was just going to say, I think I got so excited. I forgot my pronouns. He, him, that is it. Anna. Quick question, Josh. You said it, this movie has everything. Does it have a uh, guy playing a trumpet? <laughs> Sadly, no, but the oh. 1962 version does. And I recommend watching both, quite frankly. Uh, Agreed. They're both fine films. <laughs> They're both fine films and both use a lot of the same, like, I mean, certainly the lighting. It's very Bava. It's very red, blue and yellow gels and green gels. Like, uh, and we'll get into all of that. Uh, but we have talked far too long. My friends, my co-hosts, Anna and Corey. Uh, we'll start with you, Anna. Uh, initial thoughts on Black Lizard. I liked it. Moving I, on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. No, I did. I, I did like it. I have a feeling that I'm going to be the member of this particular broadcast that's going to be the least enthusiastic about it because I just don't think I will probably have enjoyed it as much, certainly not as much as uh, you and David, because I don't have a 30 year, 30 year long white whale situation with it. And I don't know. I feel like it's something Corey would like more than me, but we'll find out. I think it's good. It just, for whatever reason, it didn't really blow my socks off. I think it's, and it, it might just be that I've been going through like a phase of watching a lot of really weird stuff. And so 
it was a more of a it was a gentler kind of weird than I've been exposing myself to, and that might because I watched Martyrs last month, and now the world seems pale and <laughs> colorless. No, that's not true. It's um, always like that. It's it's even worse now. Um, no, it's fine. Um, probably don't watch Martyrs unless you really want to. Um, anyway, PSA. Just, just a little warning there. Don't even probably look it up unless you want to. I, I don't know who listens to this program who doesn't know what Martyrs is. At any rate, it's great. I love Miwa, right? Is the Correct. actor's yep. name? Yep. Loved Miwa. Perfect. No notes. Honestly, I think it just felt a little slow to me. And yeah, I'm, but it's... Uh, see, it sounds like I didn't like it. I really I no. did genuinely like it, but it's, a, it's like a solid three and a half for me. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I think none of us and nobody in the world is going to like this movie as much as David, who has held it to his breast like a young suckling yes. baby since 1993. <laughs> oh, I will say there's a bit. I agree. There's a bit of a generational divide. We were talking about the the, the difference where Josh and I are the elder, the elder Gen Xers and you are a bit younger Gen X. And I mm. think there is something where like coming from discovering movies, the, the most outlandish thing you could possibly find in 1990 on videotape was a John Waters movie, which are great oh, movies, yeah. and which I will make an argument later that this is a kindler, gentler version of female trouble. There's a, a <laughs> lot of parallels you can drive between the, the crime is beauty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I could totally get how it's, especially if you were have been steeped for many years in Japanese culture and Japanese movies and films. But this was just, when I saw this in 93, I had just walked through the looking glass in the crazy upside down land. And, yeah, and that oh, feeling yeah. resonates every time I rewatch the movie. And just yeah. and just to add this on, I mean, certainly uh, when looking for psychotronic films, you had the cult section of Blockbuster, you had, uh, you know, you had college theaters and, and you know, you had Golden Turkey's books, uh, such as they were Danny Peary's cult books, which are fucking astonishing. But then to sort of expect so you, that would help you find like Al Adamson and Ed Wood and Roger Corman and shit like that. If mm. you wanted world psychotronic cinema, fucking nobody was doing that. Not until uh I, I think they changed the name, but I remember having a book called Asian Trash Cinema, which was based on the yes. scene. Um, yes. And I don't I think we that. use phrases yeah. like Asian Trash Cinema nope. anymore. Uh, but like, but at the time, we, you know, we, it was like, oh, and that was like the first time I was like, oh, there are Category Three films, and mm. and Asia is not just like one contiguous block. <laughs> there are different <laughs> countries in it that do all sorts of different entertainments and different styles. So, like, to find a cult piece of Japanese classic film, especially with these like heady ties to great writers. I mean, it's just like mm -hmm. no fucking buddy was going to tell you about this, but we'll get in. Corey, what'd you think? Hi. Hello, Corey. Hi, hello. Um, uh, millennial here. I <laughs> watched the movie with the trumpet and the movie I was supposed to watch had a saxophone. But first, I want to talk about the trumpet version, because watching that one was like finding the missing link. Like it was Bigfoot. I suddenly understood the 90s. Kendaichi Case Smiles, Detective Conan, everything oh, yeah. all just wrapped up very nicely. And coming out in 62, it would have been sort of available when Monkey Punch had started writing Lupin. <laughs> In the 68 might have also been some influence there, like uh, Castle of Cagliostro has the more wistful, melancholy feel that the second movie has versus normal Monkey Punch Lupin, which is 
all really st- stupid disguises and gags and slapstick and police coming out of every doorway, that kind of thing. Going in, I only knew that uh, Edgar Rampo was the namesake, the name base for Detective Conan, and I hadn't read any works or seen any movies based on his novels or books, and... I didn't recognize like the director's name. Later, found out it was like, oh, he directed Battle Royale. That's nice. The 1962 oh. one. It was directed by the Battle Royale person. The no, 68. The 68 oh, okay. Sorry. Gotcha. I, I swapped to That's okay. the, 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 the the second movie. But anyways, the first one's anime for sure. Uh, the right, second that's one, what, yes, is, the live action. The second one is directed by someone I didn't recognize, but should have. And Akihiro Miwa does the voice of the big wolf mom in Princess Mononoke, which is great. Cool. Right, yes. Oh, wild. Right. So yeah. it's like there's a lot of stuff that's related to this. The other thing that I found while digging around about Miwa is that there's an urban legend that if you set your desktop wallpaper or uh, phone wallpaper to a picture of them in drag, you'll get good luck and probably win the lottery. Fair enough. All and right. it spread to mm-hmm. like Taiwan. The Minister of Finance was like, hey, you should do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Recently, like, like, let's say yesterday, it's a well-made film. Like the first one's like 60s Batman and the other one is like Tim Burton's Batman. It's a great comparison. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's just like a jump in sophistication over the course of six years that is unbelievable. And there, there's like shots in there that I rarely see, which was very interesting. But I had a lot more fun with the first one. I could see myself <clears throat> rewatching the 62, but uh, not so much this one. Are there particular reasons why or it's is more that fun? Interesting. I watched I watched like bits and pieces of the 62 one because I wanted to see like, oh, how did they handle this scene? How did they handle this scene? But I had already watched the 68 one first, and I think that imprinted on me more. And I just liked I I, it's interesting that we're saying that it's or that a couple of us are saying that the 1968 one is like slower and more melancholy because I think this thing just moves like a greased pig. Like it's just, it's all cut, cut, cut. And then it's all David. Oh, I just, it's just interesting. You, you say that I, I think it's a little of, but what I love about it is it does have all this speed as far as smash cuts and the great music that bump, bump, bump between like scenes. But what I love, what I've come to appreciate it over time because when I show it to you, I'm like, are people going to think this is slow? I, there's these, like the moments of like, there's 10 minutes when Black Lizard and, and Akeshi are playing cards together. And they're just sitting playing cards and chatting. And he's talking, well, I'm sure we'll get into the Caterpillar speech. You know, like, <laughs> like the, and the slowness of that, it almost becomes like a film play. And I, I, I do see how it slows down. I've just come to like, love it. It's time. interesting. I was thinking of that scene when I was watching uh, bits and pieces of the first one, because that initial scene uh, between uh, the daughter and Black Lizard up in the hotel room, mm-hmm. uh, that scene in the 1962 version goes on for 45 minutes and nothing interesting happens. Like, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just it's it's and it is it feels very much like, all oh, right, this is how movies used to be. 
in that. Mm. At least in the card scene uh, with Black Lizard and the detective, you understand what both of their objectives are. You understand what they're telling each other and what they're not telling each other. And the card game gives it a little bit of action. I don't think any of us are right or wrong here. I think it's just interesting how both movies take the same material and... The first one can be kind of lackadaisical in its own way just because of because it's a 1962 movie. It's also the difference between 1962 and 1968. I think both movies sort of have their sejuras and their fast parts and their weird parts, but everything just feels a little more lethargic in 1968. And that just might be me bringing my my kind of knowledge of that era to it. Whereas 1962, pre-Kennedy assassination, we're still as a planet just sort of uh, and by the way, it's far weirder. The 1962 movie is still far weirder than anything that was getting made in America. But it's just and also I think the 1968 one with a feature length drag performance uh, is I don't want to I don't want to say it's revolutionary. That's not my place. But I certainly think it's really fucking interesting and makes it certainly more uh, historically interesting. Uh, but, the, but that's just me. But let's. Let's get into it. Let's talk through Black Lizard. Uh, we start with a man knocking on a door, and uh, after the little uh, Roger Rabbit, you know, thing in the door comes up and says, "Hey, this is a password." Uh, uh, the guy comes in, and uh, and it's a house. Speaking of the nineties, uh, it's a house filled <laughs> with like weird, weird black light uh, shapes, like uh, it just it's shapes and symbols, and you know what could be Keith Haring art, uh, and it's all sort of a glow. And we hear music coming from somewhere, and we have a narrator who's like, "I don't normally come to places like this." Blah blah blah. Very serious. Uh-uh. Uh, and uh, and then we are led into what is, I guess, a speakeasy, and it's. It's a big, raucous, 1960s, half dark, half black light laugh-in party, for lack of a better word. Everybody did. Do you need to know what laugh-in is? Yes. Oh, no. No, I don't. I do. I would like to. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would like to suggest a better word. Go on. When you're ready. (laughs) When I saw it, I looked at Jen and I was like, it's a happening. It is a happy (laughs) same difference. Uh, So Laugh In was a uh, a, a, this I will call a revolutionary sketch comedy (laughs) show that ran from uh, the late 60s to the early 70s and basically was kind of Python before Python and kind of Saturday Night Live before Saturday Night Live. Very jaggedly edited. They would jump cut from one joke to the next. But one of the central recurring bits was a bit called The Party where you know what? It was not unlike the waltzing bit from uh, the Muppet show where the camera would come in mm-hmm. on a big party. Yeah. Everybody would be mm-hmm. dancing and then two people would stop and be like, what do you think of Richard Nixon? And the other person would be like, I don't. But it's like everyone's doing 70s go-go. And yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Precisely. Painted and dressed funny. And yes, exactly. Yeah, everyone like in this party is uh, frolicking and there's painted bodysuits or just, you know, painted flesh and people are smooching and carousing and all of the things. And the narrator is just like a, a friend told me to show up here uh, to the secret place. 
And now I'm just going to sit here. And we see this guy, uh, and uh, until we know his name, I just refer to him as Dower Guy because he's just a dour dude sitting dourly at this awesome party club, drinking his drink and just being a bummer. Uh, The exact word he uses is a gaudy crime dragged me into it. And I thought to myself, there's no better crime. I only want to commit commit gaudy crimes. You should move to Gotham. Yeah, you belong to Batman. Yes, David. Everybody freezes at this laughing party, and then the movie stops. Everything stops, and then and then Akira Miwa walks in to like from darkness into light, and it just it's my favorite thing at like telegraphing what this whole film is with her face or his yes her her fit the character her face, and he says I just we're glamorous, we're campy but we're going to take this shit so goddamn seriously. And it just, everything is just a little bit over in a, in a, in a drag like performance, but it's not like divine where we're laughing at it. It's like, no, no, this is the world we're in sign up and, and you do. Yeah. It's not at no point. Is it ever like, and certainly the whole history. I mean, like as far as like not drag performers outside of Hollywood, but certainly when somebody in the entertainment industry, wherever worldwide, you know, like a person who doesn't normally wear a dress puts on a dress and that's just sort of like, get it. It's hysterical mm. in yeah. this. The, uh, Miwa is just playing the character of black lizard who happens yeah. to be a lady. And, uh, and she, and she, Black Lizard, is great. And Miwa, he does a fine job of it. Uh, but you're absolutely right. It's no, it's campy, but it's like, it's still a crime movie. And it's fabulous, but the fabulousness doesn't necessarily get in the way of the story it's telling or the or the characters, which are all pretty defined and have, you know, depending on the character, reasonably rich in her lives. Um, and so our, uh, the woman we come to know as Black Lizard comes out and starts singing a song. Uh, and the, basically she shows her face and then the credits go Black Lizard, just so we know that's who this movie is about. And then she sings her own theme song over like drawing. Which you are out. We, oh shit! I didn't know that. That's awesome. Over yeah. like she's basically singing her own Bond theme, uh, <laughs> which is like boss as shit. Um, and you know, there's like shots of Black Lizard, and there are shots of like drawings and paintings of women doing like weird devil crime shit, and it's awesome. <laughs> and everybody applauds, and everybody's like, "Great job! Great opening credits! You, you nailed it, Corey." I have a note about the devil crime shit that the women in the paintings and some of the statues are related to. There's some Greek statues around. We saw one outside the club. There's some busts and figures all over the place, but on the wall. There sure are. Some women, some of them are naked, and there's like a chopped off head on a platter, which is probably Orpheus in the Menads. Oh, sure. So Orpheus from Orpheus and Eurydice's or Hades Town or whatever people have these days. Sandman. Uh, in the stories, Orpheus is killed by a group of women who worship Dionysus, either because he started following Apollo more or because he only had sex with men and they were not having that because they wanted him to. In one of the stories, his head floats all the way to Lesbos and then is enshrined there. It's great. Um, <clears throat> Where you can so, see it to this day. 
Oh, unfortunately, no. Uh, oh, no, I don't want to do... Sandman's popular again, and I don't want to spoil, like, big reveals, so never mind. You don't want to spoil <laughs> what they did to Orpheus's head? <laughs> I don't want to spoil what they do, happens to Orpheus's head in Sandman. That's correct. All right. <laughs> anyway. Forget I said anything. So, in it, within, you know, the space, Apollo stands for logic and pure stuff, and Dionysus is, like, chaos and sex and passion and the two are at opposition in a lot of let's say philosophical arguments uh and the group of women the the menads are representations Man? of uh female autonomy okay but Corey, <laughs> this doesn't yeah. have anything to do with the film why are you bringing it no i no. <laughs> no, I'm, no, it has everything to do with it. Good. Why do you, good catch. Why do you think there's like a Greek mask on the back of the door of the boat? <laughs> I mean, I this, is a, this is a, Corey. It, uh, it is a movie. Absolutely. This is the kind of thing that you could sit, sit down and frame by frame, just pick out all of the, the literary and cultural references. Uh, this is, and that's the other thing that I think, uh, separates it from, and again, both versions are very good. And the original short story, which David was kind enough to send us, is also super fucking fun to read uh, in a completely different way than the 62 movie or the 68 movie. But this, the 1968 movie, I think has a highfalutin streak, which normally I would go, oh, highfalutin, I hate thinking, I'm dumb. Uh, but this was, this was, it's really interesting and fun. It's sort of like, you know, taking vegetables and hiding them in brownies. Uh, so your kids will eat them. Uh, <laughs> oh, that kind of vegetable. You're the child in this scenario? Are I you? am. Yeah, I'm okay. generally the, I'm baby. Mm, mm, the internet. No um, <laughs> anyways, so the singer finishes. Cancel. Uh, I'm finally, I never have to talk to a young person again. Uh, so young people, do you even talk? To? The lights go up. There's applause. Yay. The great Black opening Lizard credits. Climbs the staircase up to where a catchy, uh, Mr. Dower business suit man mm. is sitting and uh, approaches the bar in the mirror reflection. So many mirrors. <laughs> a lot I of mirrors. Them. Yes. Yeah. Love mirrors. Zoom into a mirror. Let's be clear. Ah. Yes. Zoom it. Lots of zooms, lots of mirrors. So great. Anna, what do you have to say? I, I recalled that, uh, when I was watching the, the opening, credits with the with Miwa singing and everything. I was like, oh, that's where Temple of Doom got it. <laughs> wow. Sure. Maybe. Anything goes. I mean, it's maybe. not not the opening of Temple of Doom. It's true. <laughs> uh, but uh, but Kate Capshaw does not then sit next to Indiana Jones and say, oh, tonight's just a great night for crime, don't you think? But that's true. <laughs> yeah, what only. Miwa does. Miwa sits right next down to Mr. Dower drinking guy and is like, Oh, what a night for crime. I love nights like this. Crime nights. I'm not a criminal or anything, but if I was, holy shit, it's real crime night. I'm like so um, excited. I can't even sleep. How do you feel about nights like this? Oh, you think you think they suck? Oh, okay. Oh, weird. Well, you're you're just a, a a weirdo who who doesn't like stuff. Like you're not intoxicated by beauty. They kind of sort of flirt, but then she's just like, you don't even like pretty things. Get out of here. Like crime and me. <laughs> then she goes over to a guy who is passed out at his table. 
been there. Uh, and she sort of rubs his face and he wakes him from his drunken stupor and is like, you're thinking of death, aren't you? Which, by the way, this is a solid come online. He if may somebody's have been crying. <laughs> still, still, that's a, that's quite an assumption. Um, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, 247, your place or mine. Um, <laughs> and then, David, you've seen the movie 6,000 times. And either I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand that wine glass. The, uh, the brandy snifter that moves by itself. Either she lifts the table from off screen and the brandy snifter falls off the table and smashes into a million pieces or she's fucking magic and uses the force to zizz it off. But one way or another, untouched by human hands, a brandy snifter goes flying off his table. So I will say in the book, for whatever weird reason, she or not for whatever reason she she says multiple times i'm a sorceress i have sorceress powers i i haven't re i started rereading it for this podcast but didn't finish it so and i feel like there may be something where she moves it but the, yeah that's the only time in the movie where she does zizzy magic it's it's th- there's this in one other moment that i'll bring up later where i'm like maybe maybe something could have been fixed in editing here that's that's, that's one of the smaller ones i think it's supposed to establish her as like a manipulator and fraud like because hmm. later in the movie, Akechi replays the scene to try to, I guess, think about it and hmm. figure out how it was done. So it's obviously a trick, but maybe she's magic. Well, clearly she's magic. I mean, clearly she's, she's yeah. definitely magic on some levels. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's like the equivalent of that of that old David Blit where he's like, hey, check it out. I'm going to levitate. And then you like <laughs> you, you, you just have mad la- long pant legs and you're just standing on your tippy toes. Weirdo. <laughs> I mean, I think it's completely possible that she just, gra- you know, just sort of incrementally lifted the table and it went smash and drunk. Also, a drunk guy. Very easy to impress. Like, oh, shit, you did that with your mind. I'll I, follow you anywhere. I watched this with Ian, and he was like, is she a cat? Ah, possibly. Let's not rule anything out. <laughs> anyway, she takes the, the lad's hand and leads him off into a back room or something somewhere out of the bar. The next day, uh, our dour guy reads in the newspaper, reads in the newspaper uh, that the young man uh, who uh, we will come to know as Yamakawa uh, committed suicide. Or did but he? also, there was a stolen corpse from the morgue. <laughs> did they run these two? And they ran these two next to each other, right? No. Yes. No, they were across no. the room from each other. To catch you, was just like reading this. Oh, suicide! And then he digs through the newspapers on another couch oh, and is okay. like, "Ah, corpse stolen!" And like he's got like a coffee service laid out, and he's wearing like a nice yukata. Right. Like okay. Yeah, this is just what he does all day. Yep, yeah, he's just no, that's he what just, I do all day. Sure, you just have a bunch of newspapers around the room, and you just try and you just try and make connections between random things. Uh, well, uh, this is enough to send him off to the morgue. Where all of the dead bodies are stole, uh, stored is, in a child's waiting pool, which floating around. Yeah, which I am under the. I've always been under the impression that that's bad for dead bodies. But I will also, David, take it away. Right. Point of clarification again. I was reading the book with Terry, and what we discovered was you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, in the, the book in, has in, the answer. In, in the book, in the book. Um, uh, it, it's 
Black Lizard, and there's a whole section where Black Lizard and y- 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 Yamaka- Yamakawa, she, where the bodies are kept, is a student medical library. So the corpses go there for students to dissect, and that's the check-in area where the bodies are kept fresh. So I'm assuming that that's probably what happens to bodies at 1960 when that's you're waiting to be... Yeah, yeah when I think it's just the '60s. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's not grandma. It's supposed to be a medical right. school that that she has a deal right. with somebody with. So, yeah, I, sure. And I, 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 I could also assume that maybe besides it being just very cold water, there's probably some chemicals or something in it. But it's still look. It's still weird. We don't. You don't. Yeah. I've seen a lot of morgues and a lot of TV shows and movies, and they don't have the children's pool full of guys. Anna. I'm pretty sure this is in Kamen Rider Kuga, but they have they they have a morgue and it always has like about half an inch of water <laughs> over the entire surface of the floor at all times. And so I just wonder if this is like if there's something that like where the Japanese like water near their corpses. I don't know. Who who, who knows? Just needs like a nice brine bath to like really prepare the meat. Oh yeah, well, because you want you want it to retain its juices. Exactly, <laughs> keeps the moisture in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so they're poking around, and the guy's like, "Yep, a body got stolen. All right, it's weird that you feel like you needed to just come here and ask me that in person. You could have picked up the phone. Oh, weird!" It looks down, and there is a little rubber black lizard and a black lizard who could have possibly left that there and our uh, our dower guy goes mom we cut back, back to, to the club yeah and there's a dancer with like feathers and be bopping around and there's some like clowns who will come to know later sitting around <laughs> with just canoodling with the people i don't know like glad handing i don't know what the clowns are doing anyways they're there <laughs> I never know. Yeah. I never know what clowns are doing. Well, because Black Lizard has basically like a troop. They were sent in. So there's. Uh, no. Yeah. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. There's a projection booth that Black Lizard enters wearing like a white wig with a long cigarette stick thingy. And there's like a, a spy peephole that she lifts up to look at Akechi, who is sitting at the bar where the, the clowns are. And. Some guys come up to meet him, and so she turns on a hidden microphone so they can overhear. A microphone that just picks up the exact dialogue <laughs> between these two people in a bar <laughs> dance club with 800,000 motherfuckers in it. Specifically, this very specific microphone. She's uh, a jewel thief. thief. Uh, What's that? She's a jewel thief, um, uh, a master villainess, and a techie. Who knew? She's got yes. all sorts of guests. <laughs> She's got... <laughs> She's got... <laughs> Uh, so uh, we we find out uh, our our dower guy is uh, is Detective Akechi, uh, the number one greatest detective in the history of Japan. Always gets his person, always solves the crime, and uh, the uh, the gentleman who is there to uh, talk to them is Iwase, who is a very uh, successful jeweler. And Iwase explains that he got a hey, you've got a daughter. Well, good news, we're gonna kidnap her. Letter uh, whole bunch of them uh and we see this in a in a very cool fashion uh the screen goes to black and white we see a close-up of the letter and then we see a close-up of each symbol one after the other and then it's back to our two people and it's just uh the movie does this all the time and it throws in these sort of quick cut random flashes of different things and it uh and it keeps you on your toes which is nice 
And Akechi's like, yeah, I'll take care of it. Everybody, don't worry. I'm Akechi. I'm going to handle it. And then we're in Osaka. Okay, so you have to spell O-S-A-K-A on the screen. Which also, yes, it's presented in the kind of the same way that the uh, that the letter was. Uh, and again, very punchy, very cool. Uh, and Akechi is drinking in a different bar. And Oase shows up and they basically seem to continue the conversation that they were having in the last scene. Now in this scene in a completely different bar. Uh, and Akechi's like, hey, but where's your daughter? And Awase's uh, like, oh, just up in the Sky Lounge talking to whoever. I don't think we mentioned it. It's just very, since people are asking people to visualize all this, this film is shot in Technicolor and it's mm. Cinescope widescreen. Everything mm. is just bright and gorgeous. I just mm. realized we may not be projecting that. The bar has a fish tank. Yes. What's that? The bar has a fish tank. Yes, a beautiful, beautiful, everything. Actually, I would say that's the thing that unites the two pictures, uh, the 1962 and the 1968 one, is that they are both very technicolor and very widescreen. Um, uh, the uh, the Criterion Edition uh, one of the 1962 one is not in as good of shape as the bootleg one, which is weird. But uh, but I mean, both of them are a feast for the eyes. Uh, anyways, uh, where's your daughter, buddy? Uh, you should probably be keeping an eye on her. What with the kidnapping, mm-hmm. and but she's up in the Sky Lounge talking to some random person by herself, unattended. Sure, it's fine. Let's go up there now. Boink, we're up there, and the daughter is ta- who is named uh, Sine. Sane. Sane. Uh, is uh, is talking to Oopsie Doodles. She's talking to Black Lizard. <laughs> oh no. Black Lizard's like, hey, you must play volleyball because your body's tight. Yeah. Like, oh, look at those. Look at those boobs. Yeah, she's just 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 flirting up a storm. And it's me. It's going cool. the daughter's just like an oh, absolute pro. She's like, oh, you're much more beautiful than me, old lady. Uh, my dad uh, says you wear jewelry much better than me. <laughs> you should buy some more jewels. <laughs> Please continue doing business to us, lo- loyal customers. Oh, do you think she's doing the upsell? Yes. I, I don't think she's. No, yes. I think everyone in everyone in this world is enraptured by Black Lizard's beauty. Every single the lizards love Black Lizard. Yeah, ah, fair enough. All right, I could. I, I think I I will bridge this gap and say maybe she is still trying to keep. Uh, she's still trying to keep Dad in business while simultaneously being swept away on a pink cloud of Black Lizard's bewitching scent. Uh, um, nothing is more all of his... like romantic than someone telling you that it's like in 20 years you're gonna get ugly and i wish i could remove <laughs> the soul of your body so Normal like a diamond shit. you would never yeah your, your beauty let's, would never dim let's let's walk this cat backwards briefly diamonds um, don't have souls so black so black lizard who is uh who is in disguise not disguise because she's just her but she's just mm-hmm. under a surname or a different name uh she Miyaga- go around calling herself black lizard in public no uh madame miyagawa is it something like that like, or, yeah, uh, something like that. yeah. yeah. markawa yeah. yeah uh who and uh and she's like you're so pretty you know whenever i see pretty people i feel bad for them because in 20 years they're not going to be pretty all the things Corey just but just like but say it just like just making conversation uh, isn't it weird how people get old and then they're ugly man if it were up to me 
I'd keep people young forever by taking their souls out. So how's by you? You know, and it's just like, it's like, it's beyond the predatory lesbian trope. It's like, (laughs) she might as well be wearing like a fucking, you know, safari outfit and be carrying an elephant gun and a copy of Ruby Fruit Jungle under her arm. Like she is definitely some like cutie honey. She is gratuitous. She is gunning for ladies. And it's all just like normal stuff. You know, I just want to take souls out of people so they're hot. What? And then a bellhop shows up just casually is like, hey, the super number one detective in Japan is here downstairs. Peace. Uh, and we and we yeah and we throw down to the bar quickly where we see Awase and uh, Akechi. Uh, they're talking. Awase is like, I got you. see, I got this diamond is the thing. I got lots of diamonds, but I got this giant one. It's called the Star of Egypt. And then we get a twenty minute shot of the Star of Egypt, just like, hey guys, what's up? It's me on the diamond. I'm Go from sparkle, South sparkle. Africa, and I'm called the Star of Egypt. <laughs> and I'm worth a lot of yens. Yes, so <laughs> many extremely yens. important. To- don't expect to see me again during this film. You know what I'd love? Oh, you know, someone in the internet, someone needs to cut, this movie needs to get famous and needed to cut that with Pulp Fiction and every time they open the box. just a little Incredible. Yeah, Maybe that's what's in the Pulp Fiction book. That, that is absolutely. It's just, that's it. It's the, yeah. Yeah. It's not, is that what yeah. I think it is? You're absolutely right. <laughs> it's the Star of Egypt. It's weird that they call it that. It's from <laughs> South, South Africa, but different times. <laughs> but I thought the Black Lizard stole that in 68. <laughs> So we meet the diamond and then we're back up to the sky lounge uh, where the daughter who is terrible at secrets and not getting kidnapped is like, so let me tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm here with my dad. I'm about to be kidnapped probably, but we've got the greatest detective in the whole wide world. And, uh, and therefore I'm not going to be kidnapped. Isn't that fascinating? Complete stranger. Uh, also and- we came to Osaka. It was a catchy's idea because we're going to trap the kidnapper and Black Lizard's just like, whoa, ho, 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 as <laughs> if, whoa, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> You're in, adorable. In her defense, nope, that is what That's happens. it, yeah, no. And then it's <laughs> except for the part where time. she does, Except for the part where part of the plan is for her to actively get kid, naked kidnapped. <laughs> Saxophone time. Saxophone time. Um, mm-hmm. a, well, is it, is it, he doesn't, okay, so... This is no, now... this is a saxophone solo. The the, the camera yes. just focuses on the saxophone player who plays saxophone. Yes. And then where are we? Uh, oh, and then Black Lizard is like, well, you're real stupid and you're going to get kidnapped, but don't listen to the last thing I just said. Uh, hey, do you want a Hawkeye? Because here's one. Uh, and then uh, basically a door opens and in walks uh, Yamakawa, the, uh, the mysterious uh, suicided but maybe not musician who's right here. And here he is. And the two of them proceed to stare at each other. Like in the monkeys, when Davy Jones, sees a pretty girl uh, and he smiles and she smiles and they stare at each other. And everybody's just like, will they ever stop doing this? And black lizards like, okay, well, I guess you two are just going to stare at each other. That's cool. Cause now I'm going to monologue. Yep. You know, young people don't need to say words. I got enough words for everyone. Hey, let's look out the window. The witching hour approaches. Ooh, spooky time. Ghosts and shadows. I'm just going to wave my lighter in a circle. 
Hey, did like I mention a normal person would? Hey, yeah, did I mention that hovering around happy homes are the ominous shadows of night? No, well, just think about it. Cigarette lighter. That little bit, it very much feels like almost a Laverne and Shirley bit where like Squiggy's <laughs> winking too hard. Like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't think they could have got like one circle and that, that shit, you got to get your team tight if you're going to do this right. But, you know, yeah. But also, anybody circling it one or two times, <laughs> only the black lizard does it five. I mean, we'll get into her elaborate. She wants to make sure that a code, you know, uh, a code gets through. I think it's just that she likes to be very dramatic no matter what she's doing at all times. And there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like I respect, right that, actually, I respect that fully. That's a very good point. Yes. I feel like Dave's right because the action continues until her henchman in the parking lot behind the car flicks the headlights and then she lights the cigarette right. like a normal human mm. being. So she's definitely oh, just maybe Lenny and Swiggy are in the car. Yeah. And yeah. you know, he was sloppy and slow. It's not her fault mm. she was standing there for five hours waiting for my <laughs> <laughs> But it does like, Oh my god. Curtain catches I on fire. Need the cigarette. But it doesn't matter because these two dummies are still staring in each other's eyes and like their teeth are like sparkling and their eyes are sparkling and it's young love and who can give a shit. Anyways, uh, Black Lizard is like, hey, I got this kooky idea. Uh, come to my room. Well, we'll look at my bridal doll. Uh, Corey. You see no, my she's like, hey, buddy, Yamakawa, you just bought a weird doll at a shop. Let's show it to this girl. And he's yeah. like, oh, but it's too big. And she's like, don't <laughs> worry, we'll come to your room and look at it. I'm like, what's the significance of a bridal doll? Why the hell would anyone look at this? This is scary. David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. young ladies, tip. If a man asks you to go back to his hotel room and see your doll, you you turn the other way. It doesn't matter what he looks like. But if, if Black you Lizard has eyes and has oh, no, eyes. If you get if you get put in a trunk, you are lucky. That's all I have to like. That's the least horrible thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all your you. pieces. Take it in a trunk. Yeah. Thumbs up. You made out great. <laughs> and while this is happening, Awase and Akechi are in the bar, like, "Ooh, it's taking her so long." Now, uh, Black Lizard uh, takes her new friends uh, to the room, and they they give her the handkerchief full of pass them outs. She passes out. Black Lizard's like, her clothes, give me her clothes. She takes the clothes. They put her naked in the trunk. And a big steamer naked. trunk. Just a big old steamer trunk. And that is what they call the old switchamaroo. <laughs> is that what they call it? The old switchamaroo. It's much more It's all. It's much more. It's it's all. It's much. Well, they, we got switchama too. Uh, we got. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but uh, but but uh, so now the daughter has successfully been kidnapped. Uh, uh, after doing everything to not get kidnapped, like telling a stranger <laughs> the entire plan and then going with the stranger to a, another person's room. Yeah. So Iwase and. The detective arrive up in the elevator just as this box with the naked girl and this dude who's just like, uh, <coughs> I'm hiding my face with a handkerchief, <coughs> also get on the elevator and proceed <laughs> yeah. down to the, the pickup zone in the parking lot. And the two of them are like, oh, that's one big kid, uh, drunk. Anyways, well, let's go to the room and make sure my daughter's there. Uh, and they open the door and lo and behold, there's there's the daughter. Uh, and uh, she just happens to be standing in the one spot where uh, she is both obscured from us, the audience, and from her father and the detective, and nobody can see her. And uh, she's like, 
hey, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I don't feel good. I'm just going to go lay down. I'm your daughter and I'm not Black Wizard. Honk shoe, honk shoe, honk shoe. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, that sounds fine. I'm just going to load up on sleeping pills. Yeah. I take five of these, right? He takes so many fucking pills. The father is like, oh, time for a good nap. Let me... Let me take... Let me take every pill in this prefecture. If he had, like, dissolved them in whiskey, it would have been worse. But, like, I I don't know. Maybe he accidentally bought the child strength ones and he just has to take a lot of them. <laughs> the strong, or, the know, child strength ones just, that are, are horse-sized, yes. Yeah, maybe he just has a lot of trouble sleeping when he's worried about his daughter getting kidnapped. He just wants to make sure he got his, his nine hours. Marilyn Monroe would look at this amount of pills and be like, that's a lot. <laughs> are, you, are you okay? Did Joe DiMaggio dump you too? Uh, <laughs> Too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Um, so okay. uh, the daughter trunk is put into the back of the car. They drive off. Then in the parking lot, two other dudes just pop up out of a different car. One of them is wearing a hat. One of them is wearing sunglasses. It's nighttime. Hit it. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And uh, and then. Uh, so the father's sleeping, catches off this out of the scene, and uh, the daughter wakes up and oh my god, it's Black Lizard! Who, who could have what? seen this coming? Not me. Oh no. Anyway, I thought Black uh, Lizard was in the trunk. What? No. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god, it's the switchamaru. And then uh, I feel like is there a moment in there too where it's almost like it's the only like self-reflexive moment. I feel like Black Lizard almost looks at the camera and be like, you got it. Like it's me. <laughs> you know, like Jessica yeah. Rabbit when she no. looks at the camera after she hits Roger over the head with the frying pan. As she like, gets into similar. the bed before she pulls the covers up totally yeah. over her face. She's just like, yeah, just uh-huh. like uh-huh. Yeah. And you love me. Yeah. Now we cut to a bullet train speeding at the speed of sound on its way to uh to not where they are. Yeah. Uh, Nagoya. Oh yeah. Yamakawa and his grateful lady is on there, but also the two mystery men are on there too. And uh and they're tailing him. I mean they're obviously tailing him, but even if you were this guy, you would be like Oh, these two gentlemen in uh, sunglasses, even though it's the middle of the goddamn night. I wonder if I'm being followed. Not the uh, sharpest knife it's, in the drawer. I mean, what, what are they going to see? His inconspicuous steamer trunk that takes up two seats? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I hope he paid for I hope he had to pay extra to bring that thing on. It's only fair. Uh, I actually thought that I did not... Yeah, I, I thought that maybe these were two guys from like a competing criminal organization of some kind who are going to try to like jump him and take take the precious, precious trunk of girl. That's what I thought, too. I thought I mean, I thought it was either I thought it was that or cops or, uh, you know, that was it. It was the 62 one is yeah. kind enough to give us a theme song for the detective side versus the black lizard side. So we always <laughs> know when the, de- the detective stuff is happening. That's kind of them. <laughs> Peter and the lizard. Um, anyways, uh, so now we're back to Iwasi's room uh, and uh, Ketchy knocks on the door and wakes uh, and is like, hey, I, I just woke up. To, I just woke you up to see if your daughter is still here. And they look over and there is definitely a, something in the bed. 
that looks enough like a human sleeping there uh that they're both because like he got a telegram that's like watch out at midnight we're coming for your girl (laughs) also those sleeping pills really didn't work very well because he just woke up like that he should have been well he was very groggy now he had the big old yawns a lot yeah but i don't know i'm just i'm just saying that maybe he maybe that was the right dose He's built um, a big tolerance is the problem. You're not wrong. Yeah. Oh, he's a habitual. I see. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, so into this private room with a door slightly ajar. Walks Black Lizard. Hey, everybody. What's up? Are we having a stay up late party? Well, I'm just going to walk into the room of two people I tangentially know. Uh, what's going on? She's known Iwase longer than Akechi has. She has every right to be here. That's just yeah, walking that's right, into somebody's room. She's also worried about the girl. Uh, right. Oh, you're right. Right. It's normal. Yeah. Her best friend's daughter is going to be kidnapped. <laughs> she told me all about like the kidnapping plan. She's in great detail. <laughs> when I was talking to her earlier and then left her tutor and devices and certainly she returned to her hotel room and didn't get put in a truck. Anyways, I heard I got I heard you guys got a telegram. How's that going? And they make some light conversation about how she's like, What do you what do you do? You're a detective? That's boring. Uh and he's like, No, the white sheet of TDM suddenly smolders to reveal a crime's profile. Uh and you know, just like just normal, just making just conversation. Just like, hey, you know, the last time we met at that club with like the dancing and stuff, what crime were you talking about? Yeah. Kidnapping, maybe? <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Any specific crimes? No. Um, you know, I like to do crimes, but before I do, I'd like to hear about some crimes you've done. <laughs> Let's have a fun crime exchange party. <laughs> I'm going to turn we on this microphone. David. <laughs> I would just like to say in the, this is another one of moments in these scenes. You just as much as fun as it is, it's hysterical and fun to joke about. Miwa's performance is so fucking off the charts here where oh, it's, yeah. it reminded me of Glenn Close in Dangerous Liaisons, where, again, even though it's elevated and campy and over the top, her facial expressions are, are like turned on and angry scared and excited and just like like you know like just there's always two things going on i absolutely love it it's a real guy i can't stress this enough it is fun it is kicky it is pop art as shit but it's still a real performance um and we and i would go as far as to say black lizard's the only character we give a shit about in this movie I mean, yeah. everybody else gets like moments and gets to, you know, and gets some. But Black Lizard kind of is the only one who we're really engaged with the whole time, which is rare. Uh, there are, you know, I can think off the top of my head. There's uh, Germany's Dr. Mabuse. There's uh, their <laughs> racist archetype uh, Fu Manchu. Uh, there are a couple of, you know, there are a few kind of stories that are sort of like the opposite of Sherlock Holmes or James Bond, where we are just following the bad guy uh, mm. through their various mm. adventures. And it's sad that we didn't get like 10,000. I, I don't know enough about Rampo's work. I don't know if uh, he wrote a million more Black Lizard stories, but I feel like Black Lizard could have been one of these things. Uh, and that's a drag. Uh, but anyways, in the spot, there's a lot of like where they're pulling out the stops with the cameras they're doing top-down shots on the scenes uh me was doing kind of power plays like 
hey, sir, would you like my, light my cigarette? And then talking about how criminals and detectives must be kind of like different sides of the same coin. They're like photo negatives of each other because when you're thinking like a criminal, you're also mm. thinking like a detective. Um, but it's everything's in black and white. Yeah, it's the classic, we're not so different, you and I, uh, that you always get when your uh, protagonist and antagonist meet up. But then the most astonishing monologue in the history of all cinema. David, this is your picture. This is your special night. You've been wanting to talk about this on the record for 30 plus years. David. Will you please tell us about the three types of woman? <laughs> the three types of lady criminals, I believe. Lady cri well, well, okay, okay. So criminals, there's qualifications yes. to be a criminal. And yes. through these examples, you can see what type of person would be a criminal. They just happen to all be women. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. So... This is it's such a beautiful Baroque way this is told. If you, you there's a way to deliver this like a Tarantino character, it is not. This is just like a very mm -hmm. sweet, serene, like Terry would do it this way. So um yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bouquet. See, there's a bouquet of roses. I'm gonna do it like more like Tarantino. There's a bouquet of roses that a man gives a woman, and the woman sees a caterpillar in it. She goes, ah, caterpillar. And this woman, she takes the doesn't even think, takes the bouquet throws it in the fire and the and the caterpillar's gone that's hey, David? number one david is yes. that woman a criminal well yes but not she could be but not the type that gets a catchy uh, juices flowing do we the, get like a cartoon version of her on screen i believe we get nice nice like drawing yes 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 crime yes, that was committed a, throwing the bouquet in a reenactment you could robert robert stack is that it could be narrated. <laughs> <laughs> lady number two so unsolved that, caterpillars i'm sorry yeah. hang on Anna, one. once we're once once we have just once all dave has described all the ladies all the I think I think we should then go around and pick which lady we are. Oh, I've oh, already my, my favorite BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that so lady number one, the behind door number one is lady number one. She takes yes. the bouquet with the caterpillar eek and throws it into the fireplace. David, what is lady number two? Okay, she's not a she's no criminal. So uh bouquet number three, number two, she goes, eek, the caterpillar. And um she, but she keeps her shit a little more together. She takes the caterpillar out of the bouquet and just the caterpillar tosses in the fire, be like, no hornworm for you. And that's it. And she smells the fire, the flowers, and that's all we're done with her. But not a criminal, not a, not yeah, a criminal. Even, even lizard agrees. That one's Yeah, not, not a criminal. criminal. I mean, all right, that was low and over the plate. Yeah. But then we've got number three. She says, eat a caterpillar. But then... She doesn't do anything. Then she puts the roses in the caterpillar down, gets in her car, <laughs> drives across town, opens the front fucking door, takes out a knife, and stabs the man who gave it to her in the fucking heart. <laughs> and throws him in the fire. Oh, and throws him in the fire. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> now this that woman, now that, now that's what I call a criminal. That's the one <laughs> spicy criminal lady. I am that motherfucking woman. So you know what? She has the most tender heart of all of them. Yes. Citation needed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I think I, I think Akechi might just be turned on by criminals. He totally <laughs> is. They're in love with each other. That's what's so great about well, it. Well, anyway, okay. Yeah. I, when I say might, I I mean he's absolutely I'm sorry. Yes, turned I, on yes, by, I'm by lady sorry. criminals. I got, I got so excited by lady criminals, I lost my sarcasm filter. Of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't get excited by lady criminals? I think we all we all do. Who doesn't like? Uh, it? L- listen, all I'm all I'm saying, and this is also more complex than than all of that. But when I was in high school, I definitely had at least one, possibly multiple uh, pictures of uh, the Long Island Lolita, Amy Fisher. Amy oh, Fisher, Fisher, the Long Island Lolita, in my in my locker. <laughs> now. I, that situation is definitely a lot more complex than uh, than it was portrayed at, at the time, and I'm not entirely sure that Amy Fisher is necessarily what I would call a criminal these days. But I wasn't not into it. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wait, listen, when you like get played by Drew Barrymore and Alyssa Milano, okay, come on. Okay. And one more. Now I have to. Now I'm going to have to find this, and we're going to have to watch this sometimes. David probably knows about this because we know basically all of the same things, uh, except there were three made-for-TV mm-hmm. movies about uh, Amy Fisher. Uh, yes. One was with uh, one was with Alyssa Milano. One was with Drew Barrymore, and one was an actress uh, whose name escapes me. Uh, and they all came out at around the same time. And some insane genius with two VCRs and more time than we'll ever have in our lives cut all three of those movies together to make one contiguous movie, uh, which I saw in a theater, and it's fucking amazing. Oh my goodness! So I'm gonna have to dig that puppy up, and we will find it. Anyways, so uh, so th- and that's the three ladies. Uh, oh, uh, I would throw me. <laughs> I, I think this will come as no surprise to anybody. I would go ah! and throw the entire thing, kit and caboodle, uh, caterpillar and roses into the fireplace. That's me. It's all it, it's all gone. I would not have the presence of mind be like dainty caterpillar. Uh, and I would not kill somebody because uh, I like not being in jail. I would probably just throw the whole thing in the fire, but there is also the possibility that I would be a fourth type of lady who who throws the bouquet in the fire and then goes and stabs the person. But what what you have to understand is, I fucking hate caterpillars, just a lot, okay. just a lot, a lot. Duly noted. Loves love if you're ever if you ever need to put Here's together like a dating profile. Loves Amy Fisher, <laughs> hates caterpillars. <laughs> <laughs> Here, 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 here's the thing. If it's a tent caterpillar, I'm definitely throwing the bouquet in the fire and stabbing somebody. Like, if it's tent caterpillars, this changes my answer. Yeah, if it's a cute little green inchworm, then I'm probably keeping the flowers and the worm. And like, I both, feel like the animated one wasn't one that you would, you, it was a particularly nice caterpillar. It was, it was kind of yeah. creepy. Or one of those bumblebees with the spikes. Anyway, look, I don't like caterpillars. It's okay. Fair. Okay. Corey. I was going to say, I was like the fourth woman. Or the door with the goat behind it, or I guess fifth woman now, where I throw the roses out because I'm a bit allergic to them, and I keep Uh, the caterpillar uh. because I've matured a lot (laughs) since my childhood days of caterpillars, specifically tent caterpillars, but I do still hate those, so if it was a tent caterpillar, (laughs) then fire, else uh, the caterpillar can go free. Corey, if memory serves, didn't you used to nail 10 caterpillars to trees or something? I had one 
glorious evening with a staple gun. <laughs> right. There we and go. And then I got in trouble because there were staples on the side of the house. <laughs> That's what you got in trouble for? Yeah. Not being a tiny sociopath. No. <laughs> All right. Not even a little. Um, I, I, I don't know what a tent caterpillar is. I assume. This- oh, those creepy caterpillars that we grew up with on the East Coast the, that, that make the little white tents in the trees. They were everywhere. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I, I just those know those. Long as, ones. I think Monarch. I just know those as caterpillars then. Yeah, I, I yeah, didn't know that yeah. was a specific kind or that we yeah. were supposed to hate those more. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, You're not supposed I, to. We, I just viscerally do. We just do for, for the sport of it. And then finally, David, what? what now we've got five, five women you could be. <laughs> Which one? I are mean, you? I gotta say, I mean, number six. It, it, no, it's a pet. It's a, you know, in, in affairs of the heart, which is, I think, what he's talking about. I have been three way more times than one or two. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so, Aww. Or now, but, you know, have I actually murdered anybody? No, but that feeling of like salt the earth, <laughs> like <laughs> let no one love here ever again. Oh, sure. Yeah, number three. Yeah, um, but no, I, oh, I guess I'm actually by that standard that I'm that I'm a uh, I'm a lady who like is terrified of the caterpillar and then just lies down and lets the caterpillar crawl all over her. Oh, <laughs> you're the you're the woman. I've from had David some bad Cronish relationships, everybody. <laughs> sure. Wait, um, sorry, what did you say, Josh? You're you're a woman. You're the woman from a David Cronenberg movie. That's I am. That's almost always true. Or the yes, Edgar Rampo caterpillar. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> anyway. uh, but, but, but I think it's important to note, boy, does this get black lizards juices oh flowing? She is, <laughs> she is so, she is so moist. You could store <laughs> bodies in her for you students. Oh wow, I've never met a detective Oof. like you. You're so yeah. romantic about crime. <laughs> And this is right where this is to me right here. This is female trouble right here. This is I just David Lockerty can walk in. We feel crime equals beauty. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's like I mean, I'm much- attracted and interested in woman number three, and she's like crushing out a cigarette. Then yeah, she's, she's like, like wanna play Nintendo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I have this. I have this wedding doll in my. Uh, yeah. She's got. My a, she's got Corey staple gun, and, uh... and she's just stapling caterpillars to the side of the room. Let's no, fucking she, go. She goes to the side of the room and finds like a deck of like hexagonal cards that are produced yeah. by Nintendo, and even like the oh, container right. has like the cut the colors of like the Famicom buttons. So it's they're playing are those... knuckle. Hang on, are those legit Nintendo playing cards? Yes, Nintendo yeah. with a card manufacturer. Oh, you know what? I That's forgot dope. about that. You're yeah. right. That's yeah. dope as hell. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, there's a great show on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us, and they do a fantastic half-hour summation of the history of Nintendo. But they did not start in video games, obviously. They just started in, like, games and stuff, uh, including playing cards. I didn't know that. That's fucking awesome. Um, anyways, they're like, let's play some cards. Uh and what are we going to wager? Why me, Black Lizard? I mean, uh, Madame Miyagawa, I'm going to wager all my jewels. And you know what, Akechi? Why don't you just wager being a detective? If you lose, you just give it up and walk the earth like Kane or whatever the fuck. And then there's Akechi bullet no train. stop being a detective, then he could stop his own heart. <laughs> and there's bullet train, card game, bullet train, card game, ticking clock. Uh, someone's got Trump and they get 20 points. 
no one knows how this, <laughs> what game they're playing because it's a very old. I assume. I assume it's Whist. No, it's Pinochle, but it's. <laughs> All right. It's genuinely I thought it was. How do you? Yes. How does a millennial know? Wait, I thought Pinochle. You needed a little mastermind. That's, no, that's for the board game. This is the card no. game where you play with two decks. It's kind of like Spite and Malice or like other. Oh, I can't. Games. I'm bad at cards. Uh, I can play <laughs> poker, and that's about it. Um, but wait. There's a word, someone cribbage with little, and cribbage and is the one with the little pegs and yeah, yeah. cribbage is the one but with it, pegs but there is a, a board no that's Porcheesy I'm thinking of Pinochle is just cards anyway anyway so everyone's so the game's happening uh, Black Lizard has the upper hand then Akechi has the upper hand <laughs> and then it's a minute to midnight and Akechi's like ah let's stop because there's probably going to be a kidnapping or something Black Lizard's like. Oh, oh me, oh my, golly gosh, I halfest the strangest premonitions. <laughs> it feel, I feel like the daughter is not, I don't even know, I have to sit down. Could somebody please bring me a bromo seltzer? I've all come over funny. <laughs> I have the vapors. Um, and then they go check and then it's, oh no, oh no, it's a mannequin with the creepiest eyes in the it's history of mannequins. hilarious because like, Akechi wakes up Iwase, like shakes him until he actually gets out of his stupor mm. and then flips the lights on. And there's just like this torso with these dead <laughs> eyes. Torso. <laughs> it's the worst. And the well, dad picks it up and is she... just like, where's my daughter? Ah! That mannequin is definitely not on the move. <laughs> that was awesome. That was Take awesome. That. Take that mannequin. <laughs> All right, I've Japan's seen it. number one detective. I should have called the police. You suck. <laughs> and meanwhile, yeah. and meanwhile, Black Lizard is holding a sign pointing to her that says, "Hey, everyone, I'm Black Lizard." And she's like, she might as well just be smoking a cigarette and going, "Oh, whoever done this uh, must have been a master criminal, probably the greatest criminal <laughs> the world's ever known." Oh. <laughs> or she could be wearing a hot dog costume. <laughs> Like, like everybody <laughs> wants still to figure out who for did the one this. who's done this. Yeah. Yes, uh, but she's basically also Queen Beryl. Quite a it, lot. It's great too, though. Imagine that she didn't do it. Like, okay, <laughs> she didn't do it. What an awful woman! Like, you know, like, right? your yeah. daughter's just been kidnapped. This guy just <laughs> fell. This should be awkward. Like, oh my god, you, your daughter may be killed. Maybe she's being raped. You don't know what's happening. Your child isn't here. <laughs> I can't even a boo boo. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> the world's greatest detective just spent two hours guarding a doll. Anyone could have done it better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he must um, be worried about our bet that we totally made that he agreed to and whatnot that everyone cares about where he doesn't get to be a detective and Akechi's like, calm your tits, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, much, well, it's much nicer than the original phone call. Calm your tits, dad man. And then the phone call comes in. Um, Akechi's like, hey, everybody, you know, that telegram, it probably wasn't a threat. It was a distraction. They already kidnapped her. And everybody's like, no shit, it's a mannequin. Uh, and, Black, and Black Lizard laughs and laughs and laughs. And then the phone rings and Akechi's like, hey, everyone, good news. I'm a great detective because we caught the criminal. Everything is hunky-dory. And Black Lizard says, like a normal person, are you dreaming with those pretty eyes of yours? 
And then we cut we cut to Black Lizard's POV, and Akechi's head turns into a giant hamburger. And then she pulls out a fork and knife and is like, it's mama's dinner time. And then he drops uh, details that are a little too specific. He's like, it's not Kamamiya River, it's Amamiya. Oh, sorry. Anyways, uh, he's like, the guy that was in the room across the hall was actually not named that, and he actually got on the train going to Nagoya, and they got off in, to- in Kyoto, and then drove back to Osaka to wait for you? I'm a master detective. I knew everything was going to happen, and I allowed your daughter to yeah. get <laughs> knocked out with sleeping time stuff and yeah. stuffed in a trunk, because I'm awesome, right? And then he holds his oh, hands fine. up to accept yeah. the jewelry. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Who likes yeah. me? I mean, that's a, yeah. By the way, David, that's a really, that never even occurred to me that in order to do all of this, Akechi had to put the daughter in mortal danger. Yeah. Well, not mortal danger, double. just trunk time. I mean, you know. What? Technically, it was her body double. This time? Yeah. No, not this time. No, the is first time. Is it not time, the same, no exact same double. actress? Well, yes. yes it's but... the same actress, but this is not the double. This is not we don't, Padme. There's nothing. Like... There is absolutely not. Okay, here's my reasoning for thinking that it is. And it's been in the do- Okay, let, we're going to stop right now because this is just a thing we're going to say later. It's not a spoiler okay. because it's so stupid. Who could give a shit? Um <gasps> So, uh, <laughs> and by the way, this oh, is no, the thing Dave that, disconnected. In, no, in yeah. you're good. It's not, but it's just like we come to find out that the second time that Sine is kidnapped, it is a body double. Oh wait, I know how it can't be. Wait, I, 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 I do too. I'm but, sorry. Okay, I, I think, go on. I'm sorry. Because later, and we'll get to it uh, when Yamakawa and uh, and who we think is Sine have a moment together uh, alone. The beard. There's so much to explain. The beard. But they have the no, same vibe the whole time, right? No, but yeah. the second Sanye doesn't doesn't recognize Yakamama. Doesn't rec- we'll get to it. We'll He's get wearing to it. a beard. Yeah, no, right, but she actually says this is the first time I've seen you without a beard, which could okay. not be true. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. So all of this, which we'll we're be probably going to saved. Okay, which yes. none of this made sense. <laughs> Watertight. Right. I'm going to step corpses. away for like five. Okay. I'll be right back. Let's all take a five minute break. That'll be actually great. Good. Oh, I don't have anywhere to go. I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me. Uh, so Akechi, Akechi, Sherlock Holmes, the whole deal, he's like, you did this, and then you did this, and the, or the criminal did this, and then the criminal did that, and then they took her 10 minutes out of Osaka, and then got in a car and drove back, and blah, 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 and then throws the door open, and is like, and what's behind door number one, Johnny? Boom, here's your daughter. She's back, and she will have PTSD for the rest of her fucking <laughs> life, because she was knocked out, stripped naked, and thrown in a trunk, and you don't just fucking bounce back from that but number one detective man right here bonk did we mention me? that we get like two inside the trunk shots that pan fully up and down her body yep yep although not like sure. you do how you did do. they get the camera in there amazing yeah wow uh, not show. I mean, it does. No, all it's of her, just, all parts. She's in the trunk and she's <laughs> naked and we can all tell that she's naked and we just get look at okay. everything in the movie's defense, I completely kept forgetting. Wait, wait, is she in the trunk? Because I saw someone in the bed. So, like, you know, it just, <laughs> yeah. you get lost. Oh, yeah. 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 
Also, she was she she was knocked out for apparently most of the like most nigh all of the time she was in the trunk because I guess they used the really good chloroform. So mm. well, she she probably she may not have PTSD. She definitely has brain damage though. <laughs> Does chloroform give you brain? Da- I don't. I can only assume you're not supposed to do it as many times as happens to her. <laughs> Twice. Boy, oh boy. She's like, if she ever gets, if she ever gets gassed again, she'll just be like, oh, wait, no, that's chloroform. I know that's been anywhere. I, let me tell you something. I had a 72 hour stretch once. I got to tell you about it sometime. Uh, but my brain you know, has blocked off a bunch of, you know, the, the finish on this, you've got M37, the finish on this one, just completely. It's oh, got a good hold. That chloroform? <laughs> that ripple did you get that out of a box okay so the entire time that the back and forth is happening with the card game we go back to the bullet train inside emma is like nervous and staring at the trunk and we go in through the keyhole a couple times but there's also a really great shot where we track his hand after it like rubs his face and then it goes down to tap his watch and he was just like whoa that's that's a very good shot Weird. I'm like, what the lip pulling? The weird, the weird lip pulling that he does. Anyways, I gotta, now now I gotta watch it again because yeah. there's so much to look at in this movie at all times. Uh, but that I will, I'll check that out. Yeah. Um. And now hat guy and glasses guy bring the semi-conscious daughter in through the door with a jacket to you know preserve her dignity. <laughs> Yeah. Doing great, and the father's like, you know what you need? Eighty-two sleeping pills here. Um, and those were Ketchy's men. And give me your jewelry. And Yamakawa escaped, but the daughter is safe, and here she is, and nothing to do now but to catch the mastermind of all of this. Put your hands together for Black Lizard because she's right here. Well, and then uh, Black Lizard is like, oh, no, I've been arrested, except do me a favor. Check your pocket for your gun because it's not there. Pizzazz. <laughs> Was this your card? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and she backs slowly towards the door and then it's like, hey, remember me always a catchy by my mark. And she like seductively pulls down her sleeve. Also, the way she whips the gun out is really fun. But she pulls down her sleeve to reveal a tattoo. It's like, oh, the sexy lizard tattoo <laughs> and then she's just like ha 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 and slams the door and then locks them in because you can lock doors from the outside in all of these movies yeah yeah uh, i mean it's a hotel no no i don't know where she would have gotten the capacity to lock the door we'll never know no because the she left the door. oh yeah there you go yeah there you go yeah. How do you think um, she got in in the first place? Well, Akechi let her in the room in the first place, and it wasn't No, no, the first the place when she, swapped, when she swapped with the with Senai. They didn't go to her room. Boom. She was, prote- she was sleeping in her bed. What, wait, what was the temperature of the porridge? Anyways, <laughs> I want to point out that How the- How they switched uh, the key in the first place, and it's your fault. Sorry, okay. Yes, yes. Um, I want to point out that I was expecting the Black Lizard's tattoo to be a lot cooler, but it just looks like the kind of tattoo that like a kid who's really into the Dave Matthews band <laughs> would get on his vacation to Mexico or some shit. Like, it's just like, I just wanted it to be awesome, and it's just like, nah, here it is. It's just a lizard. Maybe she really like Sobe iced tea. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like the god damn it. Yes. I was like, what does that look like? And I was thinking about jam bands, as I always am. Because I'm crunchy. 
Uh, and Black Lizard escapes. Akechi picks up the phone and is like, seal all the exits. She's probably not a master of disguise. And then we throw <laughs> to uh, and we throw to the hotel's like steps. And uh, and Black Lizard is now disguised as uh, as as a as a as a, a whisper thin lad in a little hat and a little suit and uh, and 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 makes uh, makes their escape, yeah. uh, taking a minute to look in the mirror. Yes, and I would have to say, my I, heart is stolen at that moment. I would just like to put that man in my lap. I just think he's <laughs> so twee and adorable. I absolutely love him. Twink lizard. <laughs> yes, twink lizard. I don't know if I can make jokes like that, but well, here we go. Twink uh, lizard, yeah. black lizard. Da, 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 da. Clap, clap. Okay. Anna, how can you help us today? <laughs> the, the thing I like about this is that we have a male actor playing a female character who then disguises her, herself as a, as a male human being and still looks like a lady who disguised herself as a man. Oh, yeah. Julie Andrews it's took great. any notes from this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a so, real Victor Victoria. She, yeah. she pops down the stairs in her little fedora and is like, So cute! They'll never catch me as... <laughs> Because there's no real me, and then she approaches the mirror on the landing, and is just like, "Am I in love with a catchy?" Well, who knows? No answer from the mirror. I'll ask a different mirror tomorrow in a different disguise. <laughs> and then uh, scampers away. It is a campy moment. It is an elevated moment. It is a pixelated moment. But also at the same time, you're like, "Oh." You're a bit of a lost soul, aren't you, Black Lizard? And my heart goes out to you because you don't, <laughs> yeah. you, you don't have anything there exactly. And, and yet you have so much at the same time. What a weirdo. What an odd, amazing character well, and a great performance. Yes, Santa. Because she wants, because she wants somebody who can get on her level, if you will. And there's basically only two options for her to do that is either find another amazingly flamboyant master criminal, which probably wouldn't work out because they both want a master criminal to get like at the same time. Or listen, have you ever there's very few successful supervillain relationships. Is there yeah. love on the battlefield? Precisely. Mm. Uh, or a sexy detective who understands her because he's the polar opposite to her, but they meet in the middle kind of thing. And he's just going to want to arrest her despite his sexy feelings. So it's hard being black lizard and looking for love. Especially if you don't have a set personality or soul. It's hard. Meanwhile, the Tokyo tower, <laughs> it's Tokyo, Tokyo, the big city, Tokyo in <laughs> Olympic lettering. There's a big house that we shakily zoom to. And a raggedy looking moving truck comes up with these guys in coveralls and little hats. And one of them buzzes at the gate of this big house and is like, buzz, buzz. And then a million people go up on the balcony. The cast of a Japanese Guy Ritchie film comes out. No, no, okay, no it's better. It's it's better than that. Okay. It's like they cast one of each type of tough Japanese punk person. There's it's like there, all of the high like school, school sports punk. team like, yeah. showed up. Like there's like the judo club, kind. karate club. Yes, exactly. No, 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 club. In, in, this film is so great. 
David. This shot reminded me of, uh, I, this is one of those shots I'm like, did Tarantino see this? Because it felt like <laughs> in the House of Blue Leaves in, in, in Kill Bill, when they all come running down the stairs, that oh, just yeah. felt like an elevated version of, you know, like an, a, a plus, probably been done a million times, I don't know, in other, fil- in other films, but I, 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 I always think of that when I see that. By the way, I, I'm not basing this on anything. Has Tarantino seen this film? Tarantino has seen this film. <laughs> First of all, it is something that was that has been ran through a projector in the last 300 years. Tarantino yeah. has seen it. But yeah, I mean, he got all. Yes, there are yeah. a lot of different places he pulls from. And there are shots in this movie where it's like, yeah, he took. But David, yeah. the next time you he and Terry are hanging out, maybe you can just yeah. ask him. I absolutely will. Yeah, I call Good. it my QT time. Yeah. <laughs> disgusting uh wait wait i'm confused is terry Ter- terrence malick no. or Quentin yes. tarantino yes and when the three of them get together that's always a co- point of confusion <laughs> oh i see um i was i they're, I, they're my cuties so yeah yeah disgusting. <laughs> you should you should pitch you should pitch a sitcom to them called my two terry's my two- <laughs> i love it um anyways uh so the uh punch everybody in the face gang is like what do you want here and uh and the three moving guys are like we're just moving furniture sir can we please don't punch us in our places we just have this nice couch and then a door well, opens. what kind of fabrics it made of we'll get there mm-hmm. yeah a door opens in the distance and a suited man comes and marches out and is like what you got here? And they're like, it's furniture. And he's like, I'm going to look at it. And all of the, the tough mans help him into the back. And they're like, pull off this curtain. And it's like uh, two seats and a couch. Yep. That's it. That's all. But, it's, but it's, this is an interesting point. When I, well, I, thought, I was thinking about this the other night. I don't understand the decision to make such a big deal over what the fabric is, how expensive it is. Like it almost felt like like a modern drag performance of like you know Peaches Christ going like, it's Fabergé. You know, it's just like it's like. Oh. <laughs> why no. do you keep? Why they, do you keep? Yeah. They're 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 wealthy, and he can afford well, I get that. to find things, and this is definitely just a status thing. I mean, but I why, understand that, but I mean, but why keep, it's like, it's- Why the real estate? Why the be like, this is this fabric, it is expensive. Like, it's just, it's just highlighted in such a strange way. I don't know. It's just, just- I mean, it's a movie of fetish objects, right? Oh, I mean- that, You know, okay, that's fair. So it's like, so Black Lizard has her fetish objects and uh, Akachi mm. has his and I was, and it's just like, these are, these are the things that, turn these people on and it's just that yeah and it's like and also it's just like and again it's the you know we're not so different you and me uh you know black lizard she treasures uh beautiful dead bodies and diamonds and is that so different from treasuring a very nice couch anna if hypothetically the couch were to get blood all over it it's not the kind of couch you can just steam clean and be okay with right it would be potentially ruined and you might as well get rid of it may i spoil the couch josh may may, may i tell what is what this <laughs> are you gonna give it couch? are you gonna give it candy after after bedtime? well i mean we yeah. can just go into the next scene yeah. and the next but scene I, but I, I, get there well but i, I just want to highlight here <laughs> okay that uh, david black well I, I won't give it away but it's like black lizards got one trick she does it really good <laughs> but it's i mean she's kind of like 
David, not David, but like, like a seventies magician. Like now I'm going to make a bunny disappear. Now I'll make a lion disappear. Now a lady. It's just like, just, just she like, does make a lot of ladies. Here's disappear. my big trick. Put the girl in the box, get the box out. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, she's good at it. She's it's really a, it's, good. A, it's she's a shame. Akechi wasn't there to suss things out, but yeah. Akechi got fired for being a bad detective, despite arguably completely succeeding on at, at the yeah. job. As, He's not maybe, really fired so much as like a special case thing for if they get a letter. No, he's still on it. Spend as much money you want on like sixty dudes and hire a specific. Yeah, but he's not allowed to be like around. I think this right. is. I think it's two different things. I think that the the punch in the face gang and the suit gentleman whose name who has a name and it is Matoba. I think that is now Awase's security detail. Like he's not leaving anything to chance. He's just going to have a bunch of motherfuckers surrounding his house at all times, ready to punch anybody who wants to deliver an expensive okay. couch. Yeah, I got. I got the impression later, he, did, he isn't fired. Like, yeah, I you know I know he showed up, but I just got like the vibe that he wasn't like welcome anymore. Well, Matoba, his shit is not welcomed by Matoba, David. Okay, I just, I just my my last bit about the couch and and her <laughs> getting stuff. How she got with the couch? <laughs> had she gotten away with this crime, and she had gone on to do another one, the next would have been like, <laughs> I'm going to take the Dallas Cowgirls out. Get this in a really big, big couch. Like, it's like that's it's just, just gonna scale up 50 ladies in like, like why, why is oh, that? That's a really big couch float in this yeah, parade. Yeah. I wonder, weren't the Dallas yeah. Cowgirls supposed to be participating? Yeah, oh, well. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now that's what I call a couch gag. <laughs> okay, so the furniture is moved into the house where Iwase is just like, oh, ho, ho, I got this really special Nishijin brocade couch fabric. A tie would cost 5,000 yen, which is like 50 bucks if you want to do shorthand. And I <laughs> oh, hope it will make bad. my daughter bad. feel better because my daughter's been in the mood ever since she got PTSD. <laughs> Weird! <laughs> Ever since she got chloroformed and stuck in a trunk. So for cranky. Oh, and then, and then when she learned, we let it happen. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> when I was a kid, I got put in a trunk without being chloroformed all the time. And I loved it. And right at this moment, who who arrives at the house? But a catchy. Hey, the world's number one detective is here. And so Iwase introduces him to the private detail and is like, here's Motoba. He's a former police detective who I've hired as my chief guard. He's like my dude on site. You're like the specialist who doesn't get to sleep at the house. Yeah, or look around for possible signs of a uh, incipient kidnapping. Well, yes. He doesn't need to look at things. He just knows stuff. Uh, and then Akechi I mean, goes uh, goes up to visit uh, Sine to see how she's doing. And she is sitting in her room, listening to piano music, drinking a Pepsi and being terribly emo and uh, suffering PTSD. So this is our first clue that it's not Sane, because that's why he corrects her and says, don't open the door while the while the piano is playing. She, I, I, I was say, I was say, I was say, she doesn't know that it's not his daughter. She's faking everybody oh. out by pretending to play. The, she doesn't know how to play the piano like 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 oh, I, that's why she's playing the reel to reel. And he's like, you should be oh. you should stop the, the tape player when you answer the door. Fuck. I thought she, she was being sullen and just didn't yeah. want to do her piano lessons. She does and, look like uh, a cool teen lounging and listening to her real. I thought that while the first seventeen times. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> David, that that's the first. So I've watched the movie like three times now. That's the first time that that made sense because there's a different bit in the book where and i think the idea is like we want the room to sound like you're in it i it was something like that you know blah 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 i didn't quite understand why and i thought so i thought akechi was giving her a hard time it was like we want people to think that you're in this room you can't answer the door and play the piano at the same time blah 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 i didn't understand that the switch from a three had happened yet by the way we are now on our third switch that's great that's what happens. I, when I literally thought if he was times. like giving her some advice, like if you look, if you don't want to play, if you don't want to do your piano lessons, at least turn <laughs> off the tape before you come to the door. You're giving the yeah. whole thing away. Corey. I had a heads up from the 62 version where the servants are listening through the intercom and are like, wow, her piano playing sucks all of a sudden. Wow. She's weird. Her attitude's changed and she's, she's a little bit <laughs> off. So... <laughs> I knew that the double was pretending to be mm. Sanai, who can apparently play piano, even though she doesn't in this movie. Also, the couch <laughs> in the other one is more like a chaise, and it gets very lumpy. It's like they put a sleeping bag on the, the bottom oh. instead of this one, which is just like a nicely upholstered red box. Yeah, it's, I mean, lady hiding technology, you want to talk about <laughs> leaps made between 1962 and 1968. Um, obviously, uh, they've- Now they've, you can hide a lady in your iPhone. Yeah, so Akechi <laughs> is in the room talking to Sanai, being like, everything relies on you and your courage tonight, lady. And she's like, yes, sir, I believe in you, sir. And outside, uh, Matoba is listening at the door until a maid, Hina, who we learn her name later, comes up and is like, I brought tea for the guest. Nothing suspicious about her at all. No, tea for the guests. Uh, we later, Hina is now sitting by the uh, perfectly normal couch where the, nothing is wrong with it. And she's talking to like a walkie talkie and she is doing like the sky burns at midnight. I didn't write it down. It's <laughs> oh, very on. poetic. It's nighttime and the door opens. Okay, first off, it's an overhead shot of the couch. Like all we yeah. see is the couch for a moment. And then we see the door open and this maid, who was definitely not suspicious in the previous scene, just hustles into the room, just like booking it. And like then she just pulls up the thing and it's like, ah, secret codes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um Matoba catches her. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so she does the secret code thing. Matoba walks in and is like, aha, you've been caughted. I got you. And then uh, one of the big members of the Punch of the Face gang, uh, who is wearing uh, something from the Weird Al collection, uh, basically like is like, no, now I'm going to get you. And then the lady, Hina, her, her eyes flash gold, mm-hmm. and she pulls a snake from nowhere mm. and throws it at Matoba. The snake wraps around Matoba's neck, bites him in the neck, and then Matoba dies for 45 minutes. David. Yeah, now, I think I've made a strong case of how much I love this film and think it's perfect. <laughs> We're one <laughs> to say there was something not so great about it. I'm going to a very thin snake. I'm going to have to say that this effect oh. didn't quite work 
And that, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. Uh, Anna is uh, is literally doing the um, uh, Ed Wood jump on the octopus. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, I thought yes. that too. Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie he is. This is not doing good. Um, not doing good mime work. Staying on it too long. Yeah. It is. I don't. Yeah. It is. It is not. It's very loose it is, around the neck. Uh, it is not like the high watermark of the film. So yes, I guess I will, it's an editing issue. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would have cut, I would have, yes, Terry Terry would have cut this way back. Yes, My favorite exactly. part <laughs> is when the snake, the real snake, flops on the floor and slithers away with a sound. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, it, it was just, it was finishing a tab. It just had, it was yeah. like, I got to yeah. kill this guy and then I'm going to finish my refreshing beverage. My delicious Dave, Pocari if it, sweat. If it makes you feel any better, there's a school of thought that if anything is ever created that is completely perfect, the world will end. And I can only assume the makers of this film were aware of that and were like, oh, this film's going to be too perfect. We got to do something. Give me that fake snake. Safe. We did it. <laughs> can we, is there any explanation as, to, as to why uh, <laughs> Hina's eyes turn gold and have spooky thriller contacts she, in them? She's, she's, a witch. she's a snake lady. Yeah, yeah she's, she's a, a magic lady. lady. My bad. Yeah. It's not yeah. a movie that had besides the brandy glass that goes flying and magic snake lady. It's not a movie where there is a lot of it's not a magical realism movie, except no. in like two places. And then I <laughs> and then I guess in the end, it gets a little elevated and pixelated. But like it's not people can't don't have superpowers um, except snake lady. It's, a it's weird. true. And yeah, possibly Black a, Lizard. Oh, yeah, she might have superpowers. She might have brandy destroying powers. Yeah, those are the, and again, those are the two bits in the film. And I'm just like, I, there's something nice. Yeah. It's a, and then they go into Sinead's room and he's like, hey, does this smell like chloroform to you? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> boom, my friend. You've been, you've been renapped. The carrier downstairs, flip just, open the box. Groundskeeper will like, oh, I'm bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, until this point, I kind of expected that the, the, the bit with the couch was going to be that Black Lizard was hiding in it the whole time. She's going to pop out uh, and do uh, crime. Nope. Well, it, <laughs> and Mataba's like, who is in the couch? <laughs> well, guess, guess what? No one was in the couch. It's empty. No it's just a box. Couch. And they put. In, in my defense, in. there is a history of Black Lizard switching places with Sanai in this film. So it certainly could have happened. And then they contact Yamakawa. Uh, and they're like, the pomegranate skin has been shattered or whatever. Uh, and he puts on a fake beard for some reason. Yes. Fun. Uh, and Probably then. For fun. And then Snake Lady Hina is like, Oh no! Kidnapping! Everybody, wake up! Sene has been kidnapped. Who could have done it? Well, no. And she's like, she's like, ah! I was in the room, and there's this hand on the couch. It just, it's on a platter. <laughs> but I totally didn't well cut detailed. Off. Oh, oh right, it's right. A severed hand holding a lizard. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> yep. Screaming. Whose hand is that? Is ruined. And then there's another scream from another maid who's like, ah! <laughs> room and then everyone runs up to the bathroom and Madaba's in the tub and he's got like the stump because his, his hand's been severed 
and his eyes flash open and he gets out of the tub and everyone freaks the hell out. They like sure. slam the door closed on him. <laughs> it's like it's a zombie movie all of yeah. a sudden. Like, yeah. That's still your friend. Well, you should okay, well, be terrified. He might have been bitten by a poisonous snake, though, which is the only explanation I can have as to why, like, maybe he's just tripping balls also. Because or he was put in why wouldn't you say, like, hey, that shit just stung. cut my hand off? You know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he might be in shock from having his yeah. hand cut off with no anesthetic and blood weird. loss, which will immediately kill him. I'll just say this. It's weird Matoba's still alive to begin with. It yeah. sure is. Uh, but he's around long enough to get out of the tub and just be like, did you hear about the pomegranate skin? It shatters at midnight. Well, goodbye, everybody. The men are aflame. The seas are aflame. I believe those are. Yeah. And then he laughs a lot and then collapses <laughs> his eyes. It's fucking hysterical. Come on. It's good stuff. If yeah. Both if the men and the sea were aflame, I'd be laughing. That's right. Yeah. Hilarious. Good stuff. Every time I hear the Sasquatch hat company. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then everyone's like, oh, we should check on the daughter who was possibly going to be kidnapped and her room is empty and they're like oh no we have to call the detective who doesn't sleep at the house because you know he's like a contractor or something <laughs> and meanwhile the man's like Ahem, hold on one moment the sofa's covered in blood we should do something about that and he watches like yeah get it reupholstered oh, wait, the, the sofa in this active crime scene yeah, yeah. No. Yes. astonishing no. that is <laughs> that is my i that was one of my favorite like lapses it was just like hey this thing's covered in blood oh yeah I mean, you know what we should do call the police but also call the furniture store let's get this out of here as quickly as possible it would have been shows up first yeah, <laughs> it would have made sense if Hina had been like, "We have to get this out of here. It will disturb the master or whatever." But it's yeah. a weird choice to just be like to have Wase be like, "Oh yeah, and get that out." Yeah, it's rough. It's roughly the same size of my daughter, and it upsets me yeah. to even see it. In '62, <laughs> they smuggle Emimawa uh, in, and he's wearing his beard costume, and he vomits all over the couch. And pretends yes. to be a drunk, and so the strong guys throw him out, and then they're like, "Hey, this has got vomit on it. Let's get this fixed." While they're doing other stuff, but in this one, Akechi arrives and is like, "Well, we got a letter that's, hey, give us your fancy diamond, or your daughter gets it. I mean, we'll return your daughter if you give us the fancy diamond for sure. We promise. We want to see the blinky gem." You <laughs> definitely won't just drive her by in a boat so you can see her from the shore. That would be rude. And Akechi's uh, like, oh, this all checks out. Yeah, of course they want the diamond and not your daughter. Yeah, this is great. And then yeah. he goes into a narration while he goes back to the neon bar. And he's thinking, so I don't know you have the exact, but it's like, uh, oh, he's thinking about Black Lizard. He's like, oh, Black Lizard, you <laughs> believe that crime should wear a gown with a train 15 yards long like a lizard does. I have a question about that. Hit me. Does a lizard do that? Sure. Okay. <laughs> do a catch they do. I mean, a lizard's, I mean, got, a, a lizard's got a tail. She has a gecko <laughs> tattoo. I don't even know. Like, Listen, yeah. The only way I can make sense of this is maybe if the lizard is shedding and it's its shed skin trailing behind it. Oh, yeah. But that's not as gown-like as one might hope. Oh. 
Well, all that matters is that Akechi's upstairs in either the projection booth or at the bar that he was at before when Black Lizard and her entire crew are just like <laughs> high-fiving each other and they come in and the clowns are doing cartwheels and uh, Black the Lizard's wearing seem like... To be open. A, she's wearing like it's an animal like dress. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's her bar, I think. I think it's a private club. Yes. Yeah. I guess, but yeah. they just let Akechi like, go on in. Yeah, this is weird. Maybe it was illegal. My, my head cannon for this. We'll get into it at the end. I'm pretty sure this all just takes place in the Black Lodge from Twin Peaks. It's not a real place. Yes, <laughs> but like, it does have a Black Lodge vibe. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, did you season three? They just at the very. I just want the, this movie to end with what year is this, and then the dancing can happen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so Black Lizard's at her hideout with her gang and celebrating her victory. And Yamakawa and her have a little convo. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, you know, I'll just, I'll do anything for you. I just love you, Black Lizard. Black Lizard, you're the best. And she's <laughs> sort of like, oh, yeah? Because I think you're a big, mopey, sad, stupid, poopy baby. Uh, and because I thought you were hot. And then you said you wanted to kill yourself. And I was like, vibe fail bummer uh but you know what you can just like be my slave forever how does that sound pretty great huh great well she tells him to always wear a beard when he appears in front of sane and he's like oh but i want to be smooth face in front of you because i'm like a little baby smooth face love yeah. that and she's like i would have turned you into a doll if you hadn't begged for your life begging is <laughs> ugly i think you're ugly now because you begged for your life he's like but i'll be your slave and during this akechi's listening in and when she's like i would have turned you into a doll he's like what yeah she's mentioned this a couple of times like yeah. that she's gonna turn somebody into a doll and we have not met her dolls yet but uh oh boy we're gonna meet those dolls uh and then she goes on about a catchy and she's like man i love a catchy he's dreamy and she's like writing his name on her trapper keeper and like <laughs> this is black lizard a catchy i like to bring that um but it makes me angry her, yeah. she because he he but this is the most if i kayla and i ever renew our vows i am going to include the phrase you obstruct my dream somehow <laughs> are you the pursuer or am i the pursued the pursued if i'm ever unfortunately back in the dating scene i'm just gonna use all i'm just gonna take a page of the black lizard book and use all of all of her pickup lines and stuff i think she's got i think she's got what i'm looking for are you gonna like do poems with a fan like oda nobunaga like are you just out there like that or are you just gonna be like i'll definitely have a fan do you do volleyball <laughs> you tight. your butt's tight yeah your butt's tight <laughs> god i want to take your soul out and put you in the diamond or god uh, just let me check my notes sorry uh and then she uh, she she faints on a couch and it's just she has like uh, she basically has what John Waters and Divine used to call. I, I'm not I might not get this right. A glamour fit, something like that. Like they're just, they're just I'm just so glamorous. I can't even be conscious at this. point. Everybody leave. I is have this, to go visit. Is this, this, where she, this is is this where she walks towards the wall talking about how great a Keshi is? No, because once again, previous. it's one of these. 
But it's in this. It's in this sequence, yes. right? She uses no? the whole freaking stage. Wow, she like, uses the wall like and she, of blood. Like she goes up ex- to the wall and she's like, "I dream yeah. about Akechi," and she watches herself, and then she like sends the the boy out and is like, "I have to faint on my couch." Watch Rocky Horror Picture Show <laughs> when Frankenfurter walks towards the wall and says. I never should have split Eddie's brain between the two of them. And he throws himself on the, it's the same shot. Yeah. Like they must be taken from some Joan Crawford film. Cause it's, it's the exact same movement. <laughs> and then she starts to walk up the stairs to the upper floor and she's like, Oh, who's that? Cause he's just up there like smoking and he's got himself like a brandy. And he's been like, <laughs> if I tip the brandy this way, it kind of falls. Maybe not. Who knows? And then she's like, Oh, time to be confident i'm going to approach him in the mirror again and then we're going to toast to like the the kidnapping exchange we have planned did you get my letter the law (laughs) the law my love letter a prison cell my gift you want to pick david melito up you throw that line that is that is that is smooth talking. Yeah. So use that, dress up like a well-suited, beheaded, fancy lad. And that's it. And you're all set. I'm a simple guy. Yeah. Sure. Simple. Uh, okay. Um, and so her Black Lizard and Akechi, they share a drink. And they both basically are thinking like, this person's fucked. I'm going to win this game. I got this. But also, what if we kissed in the weird nightclub? What it? What? <laughs> so now we are at uh, we're at the drop off. We're at the uh, Awase is dropped off, uh, and he looks around and he's uh, like they're, they're they're on the dock or something, and they're overlooking the sea, and he the the car drops him off and pulls away, and he looks nervous. And another car pulls up, and it's Muscle Dude and Black Lizard with like a pink. Luffy veil. I don't think we've said this explicitly. Every outfit Black Lizard wears in this is the most amazing thing anyone's ever <laughs> fucking worn in a movie. That's true. End of story. And he's like, where's my daughter? I'll give you this diamond, but where I need to know my daughter's safe. And then she's like, oh, well, let me just make a quick phone call. And then in the days before we had cell phones, what you did is you pulled out a lighter and you went like this. <laughs> yeah. You moved it around in a circle for 45 minutes. And then a little speedboat <laughs> passes by and the daughter is like waving her arms on the boat and going, ah, help, help, dad, hide it, hide it. <laughs> and then it does donuts and she she's yeah. like, dad help me and he's like daughter dad yeah. help me daughter and, then and meanwhile black away. lizard's like don't forget to take my shows per- <laughs> perfectly safe see she's doing great give me that time yeah. she's fine then he uh, hands over the bag he's like fine i want my daughter back and she unzips the bag and pulls out a box and flips it open and ian was like oh no ultraman because there's just like this blinky <laughs> gem <laughs> in there it just looks like it looks like we're gonna run out of time okay everybody that's true hmm. I'm sorry okay. uh, well, now she, Black gets, Lizard she gets has in the, the thing Black Lizard's like yeah you'll get your daughter back tonight anyways Tahee goodbye and she gets in the car with I Muscle Man I certainly wouldn't keep her for my own depraved purposes <laughs> I don't uh, think she's hot or anything catch. 
Akechi's men pull out in three cars and follow her. Uh, but right. uh, but and then uh, Black Lizard goes like, oh, boys. And then three motorcycle uh, fellas, uh, they they pull out between Black Lizard's car and Akechi's cars and they uh, they fart uh, fruit loop dust on them or something. Uh, it's just magically colored and it actually looks like tasty like i was like those are weird artificial flavor colors and they look delicious to me uh because i am a garbage uh cat and then the cars uh, start the doing like some precision driving like i've only seen this in ads for performance vehicles where they're like <laughs> weaving back and forth and then eventually they do yes they drive off into a ditch or up a ramp and do a flip over and it's like aha i have outsmarted them with my magic smoke Number this one. is every common rider chase sequence ever yes i buy that um and now we are on black lizard's boat uh and uh floating to wherever her hideout Possibly is a yacht it's not, but it's like the ex- the interiors are very nice. The exterior is very like I'm just a normal little big cargo boat. That's don't mind me. It's a, that's you don't. What do you want it to be painted black and gold lame with black lizard on both sides with big geckos? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Sure. yeah all right. Or like, yeah, maybe like a giant catamaran that like <laughs> steals James Bond's woman. You know. I love Star Trek deck camera on the interior, which I'm sure we're going to get to. (laughs) So Black Lizard's in her room. She's got a green door with a Dionysus mask for just no reason. And Beardy Amamiya knocks at the door with uh, our hostage daughter and is like, here we go. We're all hanging out now in Black Lizard's room. And Black Lizard's like, you go outside. (laughs) Pajama party. And Black Lizard's like, hey, weird question. Heard some voices from your room. Who was in there with you? And she was like, and and Sinead's like, I couldn't have, there couldn't have been any noises. I was tied up in gags, so I don't even know what you're talking about. And that's enough for Black Lizard to go like, Akechi's on the boat. Everybody, run around everywhere like crazy people. Find Akechi. He's on this boat somewhere. Get him. I won't kiss him. She sends everyone scurrying over the vessel and then she floops down onto the couch and then she's just like, wait a minute. What if? Akechi, are you inside the couch? What if someone put somebody inside of a box? Holy shit. It's the same couch. couch. Yeah. It's the box couch. And he answers. His voice comes from the couch. They have a lovely conversation, uh, and uh, then <laughs> okay, you know, you know what? they have a lovely you know conversation. What this reminds me of you remember that episode of Friends where Joey made Chandler get in the box, <laughs> and his girl, and his girl, and, because they were fighting over the same girl who'd broken up with Joey to go out with Chandler, and Joey was mad and made Chandler be, and it was Thanksgiving, and he's like, you know what? If you're really sorry, get in the box and don't talk and so chandler was taking it seriously because he didn't want to lose his friendship with joey and the girlfriend came by and she was giving this heartfelt like breakup thing and she was like treating the little hole at the top like the pine knot hole as though it was like a a little blow hole and she's like oh she's just sort of like running her fingers over it anyway this is what that reminds me of thank you you know in old boy how like they kidnap people luggage (laughs) and then the guy wakes up on a couch like (laughs) yeah 
First of all, what we all have to understand is Akechi is definitely inside that couch. And because we hear his voice, there's absolutely no he's possibility like, he's not. Hey, I, I had a nap after like lunch, but now I'm bored. I'd like to get out of the couch. And she's all like, <laughs> no, my men will kill you. I'm just going to ring this secret signal to summon my men secretly while I'm talking to you. Uh, waiter, waiter, can you come over here for a waiter? Um, her her henchmen like come in. in my soup. And she, uh, be quiet or else everybody will want one. Um, so she like writes on a piece of paper, like a catchy in couch. And then the clowns Um, take that letter and get everybody else. And they come uh, into the room while he's talking and he's like, oh, you're protecting me. And she's like, ah, no, I'm not here. Tie him up. And then there's a lot of grunting. By which I mean the couch. And they shabari the shit out of this couch. Like they are intricate ass knots. It is just like you could just. It's not a diamond pattern or anything. But it's still like me. I would have just wrapped the rope around it a hundred thousand times, oh, yeah, and, then sure. okay, it, yes. and then done a fucking uh, the the bunny goes through the hole or whatever. It doesn't it. look effective based on what it's I've seen. Only got like two. It's only really got two points of like where it's actually just tying like it down. The, the couch opens hinges. up, so yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah. And Seems maybe like that would have been easier to open the couch and tie him up. Maybe that's why Black Lizard looks sad while they're doing this. <laughs> because it's, it's a shoddy job. Like, I'm going to have to kill all of these people and find better. <laughs> yeah, she looks sad yeah. for that reason. <laughs> and then she has a love scene with this couch, with this tied up <laughs> couch. And this is exactly. I mean, you want to you want to talk about a fetish uh, object like she fucking she like she's like, I am raining kisses down upon you. Can you feel it through the brocade? You know how much it would cost to make a tie out of this? Well, a whole lot. There was a a lot of blood on that couch. I'm not sure she should be kissing. Now that you're going to die, I can be honest. I super love you, but the black lizard can't love anyone. So I have to kill you because I love you. Stab him. (laughs) <laughs> and she swords- I have to get to hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> and this Naruto Sasuke slash fic won't write itself. <laughs> yeah, no, she takes a sword off the wall and stabs the couch. And then well, there's like sure blood. Does. Not now, but later. Yep. <laughs> so we know that it was definitely something yeah. happened. That night they take the couch out to the deck and she's like, I love you or whatever. This is very sad. Everybody be quiet. Okay, here we go. Splash. Uh, and they throw the couch uh, into the sea. David. I just, a note I made every time I watch this, thinking about what I know about making films and filmmaking in the 1960s, they didn't take that couch out of the ocean. <laughs> you want that couch. It's it's somewhere, somewhere off the somewhere coast off of the Japan. Japanese coast. Oh, yes. they do. I, there is maybe, maybe a chance that they had a pool that they, they were had like, a wave machine. No, no, but they were pointing a big fan at or something or whatever. I mean, they might, they might've, they might've faked it, but no, no, they, they threw much in the same way, like in the olden times. If you like, if somebody gets slapped, they actually slap that person. Yeah, yeah. Like, and if you throw, speaking they, of, yes. Uh, so Yamakawa, I'm calling him Yamakawa. Sure. He, he has a, yeah, he has a variety of names. Yeah, 
Okay. Fine. Uh, Yamakawa, uh, in his still in his little beastie boys, sailor boy outfit, uh, is like, uh, <laughs> Hey, I guess he, guess who sucks? Akachi. Cause he's dead. Pretty great. Huh? Well, he's dead. All right. So, and she smacks him in the fucking face and, uh, it's great. And then and back I, in I her room, just... the closet opens and a hunchback just kind of roams out. <laughs> Who we've never salt seen water before. is not going to be good for the couch. I just I don't know if anybody yeah. mentioned that, but the salt water is bad for the couch. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. It's going to set that stain. But is it uh, good for the couch? It's not yeah. like a pool of dead bodies that you want to keep salted. No. no. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's not like a salty pickle treat. In the beginning of the 1962 version, <laughs> we get a Rod Serling-ish introduction from a guy who uh, is a catchy and then a guy who is dressed as like a bum and then a guy who is dressed as like like a hunchback type gentleman. Um, big and, teeth and a wandering eye. Yes. Like it's extreme. And and the guy in the middle is a catchy. And at the beginning of this movie, he's like, we're going to do mystery shit. By the way, who are these two gentlemen? I guess you'll find out later. Um, <laughs> and, and basically, and this is a thing that happens in the book as well. Any move that a catchy makes, gets broadcast like for example and we'll get to it when we talk about the sine double but like there's an entire chapter of the black lizard novella where there's a woman who wants to kill herself because some guy did her dirty but a catchy basically is like but what if you maybe came with me and went to this house of this rich jeweler and we'll talk about it later. And as they're pulling in, they see a woman leaving and the woman is like, wow, that woman's my exact double. How odd. <laughs> my point is, is that there are things in the earlier versions, the book, and I'm sure the play and the movie that explain that black lizard has amongst her hench people, a, a hunchback. We don't get that in this movie, David. No, no, we don't get that in this movie. And in defense of releasing the film in 1968 to Japanese audiences, this was a play and it was performed by Miwa. So people were probably like waiting for, you know, like, oh, yeah, oh, it's the, oh, the, the hunchback showed up. Great. You know, like, that, David, is a really fucking good point. And that's a thing that I have to remember when talking about this because. This was two movies, a play written by arguably Japan's at the time greatest living writer, and then was a novella written by Japan's biggest uh, mystery novel writer. So I guess by 1968, everybody knows that when a hunchback shows up, that's a catchy. That's a really <laughs> good point. So, you know how. Um... Well, Dave specifically was talking about how Black Lizard has basically one move, and that's to put a girl in a box. Put the girl Technically, Akechi really only box. has like one move, and that's doubles. <laughs> Each more doubled than the last. Disguises, hiding, yes. Yeah. It's no boxes. <laughs> it's not as subtle as boxes. We come to find out that this hunchback that we've never... By the way, I keep saying this. Is there a nicer way or is there a more 2022 way to say hunchback? It, it um, looks like Dr. Frankenstein's best friend. <laughs> Perfect. Hunchback it is. <laughs> if there's and if there's a problem, somebody tell me and we I will never Marty say. Marty Freeman. Perfect. Feldman. Um, Feldman. Damn it. Uh, all right. So, so this is uh, 
Matsukichi, uh, who is uh, Black Lizard's uh, right-hand man who we have never met up until this moment. And if we had just seen him at some point in the movie, that would have been fine. But uh, look, it's Matsukichi. He's her super best friend, her closest confidant, the person she trusts the closest. And he just happened to be sleeping in her closet while the burial at sea took place. And, you know, she can always trust him. And she, she, he said he he missed the burial. Is she crying? Is Black Lizard crying? Is she crying? The sea is so sparkly. It's the phosphorescence <laughs> of oh, this. Yeah. By the way, just as a side note, phosphorescence, one of those words that made my spell check put on a little hat, grab its briefcase, walk out the door <laughs> and slam the door. They were like, you're never going to get this. You're never going to spell phosphorescence right, Josh. I can't I use quit. a spell checker because I'm Canadian. Oh, right. Oh. Oh, can't you say it for like Canada talk though? No, <laughs> it's French. Interesting. Fair enough. Then that's different. Uh, and uh, well, you can just accept that the American spellings are actually bad. No, uh, she was so on the losing side of history. She's not crying. The sea's just sparkling. And also, you know what? In this world of ours, the age of miracles has passed. And I was like, boy, I've never felt I've never felt a line of dialogue more like I I might get that. I I, there are only a few things that I would actually get as a tattoo. uh, And I think that might be one of them. Oh, Oh, you're going to look foolish when the age of miracles comes to pass again. (laughs) And people would be like, what? What? What's with your tattoo? You know, you know, miraculous enough. I thought, you know what, and I, I thought for a second that it was going to happen when it was the age of Adeline, but that was not, that <laughs> was not miraculous. What about the age of Aquarius? That could nope, not, that was a not miraculous, not miraculous. No. Uh, That's not good. Uh, now, wearing uh, shoes, it was terrible. And now we're at Black Lizard's hideout, uh, which is on an island or underwater or something? We don't know. All we see is two clowns with torches <laughs> lead us in through some, like, rubble stuff and then into door and then down I feel like stairs. it's an underground cave. I feel and like it's an island cave is what I would Yeah, there's a okay. cave yeah. aspect. Yeah. It's definitely like yeah. a, a James Bond villain lair. Maybe there used mm-hmm. to be a yes. volcano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do see yeah. a window and there's water uh, pouring in front. So there's some sort of underwater kind there's of There's a cave-like corridor it. adorned yep. with naked ladies who are holding torches and candelabras. Yeah. Not a live lady. Yeah. Well, oh, hang on. Well, then hang on. Let's introduce this properly. Black Lizard, <laughs> Black Lizard has spent the entire movie talking about her dolls. I'm going to make you a doll. I love my dolls. You take the soul out. Here's what you do. You just push down the cap. We're all it, going to my museum with my art exhibit. So now we are getting her trophy room. And it's it is. It is beautiful. It is completely insane. It reminded me of some depictions of hell that you see uh, in Coffin Joe movies. Uh, But it really looks for all the world like it's a theme restaurant where the theme is just gaudy shit. It's just, <laughs> it's jewels. It's dead naked bodies. It's like if, if it's like if Liberace and Jeffrey Dahmer collaborated on a pop up. <laughs> So you're I feel like you're maybe underselling these these dolls, these these naked dead people dolls, because they are so realistic 
that they even have slight muscle mo- movements at all times as though yeah. they were alive and trying to stay still but unable to but they have downy that's hair. how realistic they are they do yeah. they have down, they, uh, i will just sort of throw out that they're the equipment I was wondering if in the 1962 version they were going to do this and they do, but it's a little more formal. Everyone is clothed. There are like Mm. little proscenium arches all around the room where it's like little tableaus. And this is like, no, the thing is you have to understand about Black Lizard is that on top of everything else, she is a crazy serial killer. And there are just naked bodies posed willy nilly around the goddamn room. Like wherever, like, hey, should we have a fern here? No, 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 no. You know what? Let's have two dead guys fighting perfect right <laughs> I, I i've described fantasy yeah. land to you people before at least two of you where it was like a theme park that was fantasy based and there was like a dwarven mine walk through there was like dioramas and things that had water features and it was all fluorescent and this reminds me a lot of that but also like jean cocteau, cocteau. like oh yeah we're, oh yeah we're walking yeah, yeah. down a corridor into the phantom of the opera's basement and there's weird trees and i guess if black lizard is like a technophile that explains why there's like these little stumps with flower petals that have like lights inside of them for no reason and like a lot of crinkly plastic yeah. crap cellophane, you know what cellophane. This reminds- there's a lot of cellophane yeah. everywhere and then there's a lot of barkless trees you know what this reminds me of is like that really dense i mean obviously this predates it but that really dense but also like very naked um peter greenaway aesthetic oh yeah like your pillow book or prospero's books or other movies that he made that don't have book in the title the cook the thief the wife the lover etc that, that would very be much, that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. that would be probably be the one people have heard of Is that that do not books yes um Yes. yes exactly uh it's weird look here's the thing it's weird and it's simultaneously opulent but it's also because it's a lot of cellophane and like a lot of paper mache trees it's just a little ticky tack it's the one part of the movie that kind of is like look we blew a lot of our money on black lizards outfits like it, <laughs> it, it it's crazy it's i feel like it they probably wanted it to be even more like opulent and dazzling. And it's just all, it's just, it's just weird and grubby and psychedelic. I don't know. I mean, I, this makes it sound like it's a bad thing. No, this is like my favorite kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Black Lizard takes them all down the stairs to her couch room where she's got like a couch with like a jester hat on it. And she pulls out the star of Egypt and is like, Ah, perfect. I've got everything I need. I'm going to put this on this cushion. And all of her minions are like, yes, <laughs> yes. This, this is exactly yeah. how I feel when I get a new DVD and put it on the shelf and it, where it goes. <gasps> exactly the same vibe. That is a good feeling, right? Yeah, yeah I'm just thinking about it now. Mm. <laughs> and but the best. No, go ahead. No, because I'm I just going to talk about on. DVDs. Please do. Please move on. <laughs> And then it's time for the tour, and it starts with a, a room with two heads in it for some reason. And then we go on to like some of the other statue figures where there's like two men in combat, one stabbing the other. And Black Lizard's like, Have you ever seen such hairy dolls? They've got so much hair on them, such super duper hair. 
Not not <laughs> since lunch. Um, yeah, and then we get a we get a quick flashback, and we see these uh, these two men who were, I guess, uh, had to fight to the death uh, for uh, Black Lizard's honor. And David told me yesterday that one of those two men is our playwright. It's yeah, probably cool. the one that gets the smooch. It is the one yes. that gets the smooch. Yeah. According uh, in the Miwa documentary, yes. Miwa had said that he was very much in love with her. And uh, or I guess in love with him, uh, mm. uh, the actor, um, and uh, she would just have none of it. Or excuse me, he would just have none of it. Mm. So um, I one side no. of the story couldn't tell you. Yeah. Well, you know what they yeah. say. What? Snooches get smooches. <laughs> they do say something like that. <laughs> Pretty uh, sure that's it. So anyway, so we get that flashback and then Black Lizard is just like, yeah, these are sure they sure are hairy. That's great. Hey, by the way, uh, dead guy. And uh, and then uh, <laughs> and then Sailor Boy Beardman, uh, he could actually see like the red raising up in his face and smoke comes out of his ears. And he Here like he white knuckles the daughter's <laughs> arm. He's just like, Argh! I wish I was dead. Uh, and then anyway, and then Black Lizard is like, yeah, anyway, so to sum up, I'm awesome. Uh, Sene, here is your throne. And Sene is like, oh, no. Uh, she tries to escape and Yamakawa grabs her, but then turns around and pushes Black Lizard into a cage and slams the door. The double cross. Yes. He's escaping um, and Black Lizard screams for help. Like, help me, my minions. Come to me. Come to my aid. And at the top of the stairs, who, who is there but her, her most loyal subject? Matsukuchi who, is there. Who is and just she's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. And considering he seems to be 400 years old and not necessarily in, uh, in factory condition, uh, he still manages to get the best of uh, Yakugawa and uh, pushes him off in my notes. It just pushes him off a thing. Like they're up on the thing and he falls off a thing and he fell off. And, uh, and that's, uh, yeah. and now they're both in a cage. Uh, Yamagawa and Sane are both in a cage and the hunchback guy escorts uh, Black Lizard to bed. And she's like, wow, what, what a day we've had. You know, even with all of my jewels and my room full of oddly hairy dead body statues, I can't help but feel alone. And Matsukuchi <laughs> is like, well, I want you to know I'm here for you. I'm, I'm by your side at all times. Lol, and then she laughs and, laughs and laughs and laughs and laughs. What a funny real guy. Ass, like a real <laughs> asshole. Like, and it's not a, oh, you're sweet. I love you too. It's just like, ah, ha, 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 ah oh, you're funny. You are funny. And it's, and don't slip weird. any newspapers under my door if yeah. run away. well I can always count on you for a laugh anyways off to bed sleep will make everything better yeah. and then he shows so the newspaper under the door and then he's like walking up the stairs and a uh, judo guy is there and he just like strangles him behind a pillar <laughs> yeah. for reasons it happens. Like, like you do uh, and in case we talked over Anna, uh, never happens on this show. Uh, the, uh, before the hunchback left, uh, he snuck a newspaper in the room. And that's a, that is an important uh, that's an important bit of information. Now we're with Yamakawa and Sine and, uh, and they're in the cage and they have a chat. 
he's like, hey, remember when, you know, I, I, you might not recognize me because I got this thing on my face. And she's like, I've never seen you without a beard. You see, Akachi, who is the number one detective in all of Japan and probably the world, why he swapped me out because I'm a double and the daughter's safe and sound. But you and I are still very much in love. It would have been nice if she'd pulled off like her extremely realistic mask at this point and been a slightly different girl. You spent so much time and effort, you know, trying to rescue me and save me. And he's like, no, I pretended to try to rescue you because when Black Lizard kissed that doll, I was like, wow, I wish I was that doll and I wish I was dead. And I wish I was like a taxidermied human being that Black Lizard would kiss. (laughs) And then there is this lovely lovely speech where they both realize that because they're going to be dolls and love together forever that i think the line is our counterfeit love is destined to take the form of true love and it is at this moment where it becomes such magical lynchian doppelganger shit that it just because you could just cut right to the end of maholland drive and it would all work Everyone in this movie is the same character, and I love it. That's my. This has been my TED talk on Blacklist. Yep. Go on. It's amazing. Tiny old people crawl yeah. under the door and they're laughing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They have yeah. a very. No, actually, Matsukishi, the old man, is is spying on them through the grate this whole time. Yeah. He's like, "This is great." There's a really beautiful still shot of the two of them in what they imagine their pose of mm. true love would be, and it's kind of it's gaudy and gorgeous and gross, and it's the yeah, it's great. Yeah, it is. And, and now they're and now they are in love because he was in love with Sene, maybe. But now there's you look just like her. So that's fine. And she's just like, well, we're going to be stuck together anyways. So let's push our faces together in practice. Uh, and they do. And it's just <laughs> and that is him. and that's that like out of spite, he should perform real love yes. for her so that yep. if yep. Black Lizard ever kisses him, <laughs> He'll actually be looking at her and they can turn the symbol of their fake love into a way to like harm Black Lizard. Yeah. And that is how I met your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine the two of them 70 years from now? Grandma and grandpa tell it again. Okay. Well, I was suicidal and then a detective. The number one detective in all of Japan, the same. This lady said I wouldn't be a slave if I died and was smooching her in death and then they tell each other their real names and then we're back with black lizard and she might as well be like fucking do 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 brushing her teeth stretching (laughs) oh what a fantastic day another day of being in a weird cave with all of my dead bodies my hunchback who is my best friend but i also hate la 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 oh let's see what's in the newspaper what the hell The daughter Bold I letters. kidnapped is safe. <laughs> oh, that must be fake because she's in a cage. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, wait, wait that front must page be the real. size of sorry, front page the size of Kennedy assassinated. Like it's right. you know, local jewel merchant's daughter, okay. You know, like, <laughs> so she calls a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> something call a meeting we gotta we have to find him we have something Hina's like you know matsukushi did strangle that henchman and then brought in that newspaper do you think it's matsukushi 
And he's like, no, no, I overheard the girl in the cage be like, I'm a body double, and I was just worried about the dolls, so I gave you that newspaper. Checks out. Black Lizard's like, well, I'm going to have to kill you now, my dear friend. And then the door throws open and all the cops in the world show up. And fake Sene and Yamakawa are safe. And whoa, 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 whoa. Matsukuchi is a catchy. Who would have thought? David. Hold up. Matsukuchi, who's wearing a bright yellow hunchback suit, throws it off and he's in a motherfucking three-piece suit. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's like when... It's like when a ninja in a movie like changes into their ninja outfit and just shows like a quick shot of them doing this and then it yeah. cuts to them in their ninja outfit. It yeah. is it is it's the classic it's the classic bond I was wearing a tuxedo under yeah. my scuba yeah. outfit. Like it's and just perfect. Then he's like, Hey, you two lovebirds, you can get out of here. All everything's fine. And they're like, We're doing great. <laughs> and then no trauma the, here. Fake maid Hina is behind a tree. She has yellow eyes and she's got a snake oh, no. and she throws the snake. At a yeah. but then Black Lizard is like sword snake in half and stabs Hina because she loves a catchy. And she's like, oops, whoops. Sorry, Hina. No, no bad. And Hina's like, no, I, I, no. Friends, I'm just going to slow Friends no, off. No. Mm. The greatest, one of my favorite screen deaths ever i would have to say <laughs> because usually in this moment it's like i'm so sorry i had to do that you understand right but hina is just like yeah absolutely not girl fuck you it's beautiful <laughs> it's just like no there is nothing but water under this bridge sorry yeah. <laughs> uh and then black lizard throws her basically like runs into her antechamber and throws the door shut and locks it i catch he busts down the door and uh, is like, so in case you haven't figured out, it was Matsukichi in the lady couch. Uh, we're never going to explain how my voice came out of it, but let's just assume I had a walkie-talkie or something. But and... you totally killed your best friend earlier. Yeah. No, he was in the closet. Didn't even know he was using ventriloquism. Oh, yeah, oh. I guess that's possible too, right? In the 62 one, he's just under the floor. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah, I like the walkie-talkie. That's I never thought of that before. Yeah, that was my. That was my yeah. guess. That was also my action. But he was in the same room. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, good point. Hence ventriloquism. But he could have had a walkie-talkie in the same. Oh. The person also ventriloquism, ventriloquism doesn't, doesn't actually yeah. work that way. Yes, all. it does. It yes, you don't even. No matter what the comic news, comic ads told us, you're not actually <laughs> throwing, throwing your voice. Damn. Look, the the important thing is is that what Black Lizard just chugged is poison. Uh she got she got the arsenic and she got the old lace and she had a big glass of it and now she is about she's gonna die for the next ten minutes. So he meets her on the bed and it's just like yeah, I, I foiled all your plans. And she's like, you suck. I hate you. You're the worst. And then she goes and flops on the couch. And they chat about their feelings. And she's like, I love you. And he's like, I... And she's like, shut up. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> says, what I like is she's, she's, she's basically like, we were, the same, we were two sides of the same coin. I was a master criminal. And you were a great detective. And he just basically, yeah, and baby, mixed marriages don't work. Like, yeah. <laughs> but in the spirit world you were the criminal who stole my heart my heart oh but your heart's cold like ice <laughs> you suck but but Wait, to, to sum up i'm glad you're alive 
Good night. And then she dies. Good night. So she's basically like, you suck. I love you. Dead. And then is you it over, Josh? my corpse. <laughs> it is not. She it is, is not. a beautiful corpse. It's true. And then but Akechi... not an exquisite one. <laughs> and then Akechi... It's good. And then, Akechi... and then Akechi is like, I knew it all along. Her heart <laughs> was a genuine diamond. A true jewel has been taken by death. Pour one out for this beautiful, amazing woman who murdered like a hundred people and displays their nude taxidermic corpses in her gaudy underground cave crime room. What a fucking peach. The only one I could ever love. The only woman for me was, and I really, it really is one of those things where I think we're all supposed to be like, yeah. 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 I was. I still am. I <laughs> <laughs> success 100%. <laughs> I mean 100%. And, look, then, I, and, and then she gives a little dance. Yeah. I would I I'd be more for like the Joey Brown ending of uh, uh, uh some like it hot where it's like ah nobody's perfect, <laughs> yes, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is one of the oh no, no wig off, no, no, oh. but but, oh. but just more like, what are you gonna do? I love her. She killed a bunch of people, uh, but that's Speed the girl up. for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, it's the end, and then we just get a cool photo montage of how cool Black Lizard is. Yeah, yeah, she's fun. Well, what I like about it is it starts off as a like, remember when Black Lizard did this? Remember when Black Lizard did that? But yep. then we just get into new stuff that you've never seen Black Lizard do before, until <laughs> it finally ends with her just ascending a. A staircase holding a white lily of death. And she looks back at us again, right into the camera, and then we just iris out. And it just And then we go away. And then we see her from the we see her from the jewel, don't we? And then the jewel shows up right over the yeah, right over her. Okay. Well, Black Lizard's never dead as long as we keep her in our hearts. (laughs) And also she may have Julieted that poison. Hard to say. Oh, Black Lizard is not dead. Uh, I can't, there is no way, shape, or form that Black Lizard is dead. There should have been, I, I, there should have been 600 of these movies. David, can you speak to well, why they didn't make a thousand I, I can, of these? I can speak, they t- were working on a sequel. Now there is a kind of shock treatment um, type sequel. No. Um, uh, they did a movie called Black Rose Manor. Okay. And it is, um, uh, I'm going to butcher these names, the director. Uh, directed uh, Miwa in another film, and it's the and it's really way more stagey. It's really it's a I mean, it all takes place in one in one house, and it's where um, uh, this glamorous uh, uh, tortured woman uh, has a black rose, and the only time she's ever happy and in love is when it turns red, and it turns red by men fighting over to the to the death, and the rose is splashed with red blood, and she's happy, and then she's sad again. So there's another film. Similar with this femme fatale, but in the docu- the Miwa documentary, there was some discussion about a sequel that never came to be yet, but I don't know why. Um, that sounds real, uh, it's kind of like. Yeah. So, so, David, you've watched other Miwa movies? Uh, I've, I've watched uh, Black Rose Manor, which is, uh, it is much easier to find. That's the one, it's like, doesn't hold it. It's interesting and fun, does not hold a candle 
to Black Lizard. And that's just like, you know, Michigan, Michigan J Frog. Every time I'm looking for anything, it's like, hello, here I am. I'm the yes. one you didn't want to watch. Uh, um, but yeah, I want to watch, watch other movies of her or him because he's incredible. But I do also want to check. I assume if there's a documentary, there are subtitles or it's dubbed or something. Yeah. So that is uh, after having this DVD for seven years, because it's a French documentary that the um, the French uh it, the, all the Japanese was dubbed over in French with French subtitles. Uh, mm, I realized perfect. that uh, hiding somewhere in the back of the disc was a supplement with English subtitles and Japanese. So <laughs> oh, nice. yesterday, after owning this DVD forever, I was like, oh, look, there you are. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Well, so we'll, we'll share that with the class if you feel uh, so motivated. Absolutely. Um, um, yes, it, it's pal, but I, but yes, I can get it to you guys. Yeah. Yes. yes. So there you go. And that's Black Lizard. We done it. Uh, we boy, boy, we talked about it a lot. Uh, final thoughts, uh, Anna. Do you do you do you feel like after chatting through it, you you feel different about the film? A little warmer, a little cozier? Or are you still just like I was fine? No, I no, I still I still more or less feel like. What Dave said at the beginning made made a lot of sense to me. If I'd seen this movie when I was like 17 or something, it would have blown my fucking mind. Yeah, absolutely. Without question. It's just that, you know, now I'm 45 and I've seen a, a lot of movies. And this is this is the unfortunate thing. Sometimes when you watch an older film is that like either it's like just kind of like, OK, this is just an average film. Sometimes it's like, oh, my God, how have I never heard about this? This could have been like. This could have been made yesterday. And sometimes it's yes. like, man, this movie was really good when it came out, but it's not as good now that there's been 40 years of cinema since then. Sure. That's fair. Because, because we've moved on. But at the time, it's really hard to, like, at least for me, to enjoy Casablanca at this point because it's been ripped off so thoroughly that it just feels like a retread, even though it's the original. And it's un like... That's unfortunate, but that's sort of, I think that's sort of how I feel about this. This is like a really good film, but it's not, I'm not in a position for it to blow me away like I would have been. And, and Corey, uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, I watched uh, Castlebank out of high school and was just completely blown away by how good it was, despite knowing all of the like memes and stuff that <laughs> come from it. And the 82 or the 62 movie was... A lot like that, but the 68 movie is not hitting the same notes. Like, I definitely, yeah, have seen weirder or more, I don't want to say transgressive, but like more like on point things about the messaging yeah. or more effective noir mysteries, I guess. Sure. I'm not yeah. as pulled in by it. It's an amazing compare and contrast. If you double, if you want to do a double feature of 62 and 68, that's an evening well spent. Uh, and like we said, the 62 one is on Criterion and you can find, uh, there are actually also a couple of copies up on the internet archive in addition to YouTube, but, uh, but go get it and go watch it because I, I, and I, I will just, I will wrap up real quick. Is that Dave, for any reason, can you identify why this hasn't been come out? Is it a music thing? Is it a copyright thing? That's what's so crazy about it. It was really, it was distributed back in the, in, in, in the nineties. It had that crummy VHS release. And from watching this documentary, it was a hit when it came out and everyone was proud of it. Um, I don't know if the, the playwrights, some I've, read some things that maybe the playwrights estate didn't care for this version but i uh, i yeah no it is a mystery to me why 
I really hope that it gets the bells and whistles released one day, even though you can see it gorgeously on YouTube now. Um, yes. it, it, it should have all the extras. Yes. I mean, come on, Olive Films, at least somebody, you know, like, yes. <laughs> and that's our show. We done's it. Uh, I'm Josh A. Kagan. You can find me on Instagram at Josh A. Kagan. I'm Anna Wasserman. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Goldsarcasmian. I'm Coriander Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Abslar. And David, is there anything you would like to plug? Any, anything yes. like that? Sure. Uh, I do an Instagram feed called Mondo8. That's Mondo underscore eight, where I take fun little old eight millimeter films that I find at yard sales and such, and I re-edit them into magic. And we done's it. All right, Corey's doing the next one. Corey, what's your pick? My pick's the favorite, if you still haven't both seen it. I oh. haven't. I would... I have been like this close to watching it a few uh, a few times over the past two months, but I didn't. I wouldn't say that about myself, but I've been interested. Yeah, let's there do we it. Go. That fits right in with the Princess Diana and et cetera things we've been looking at. Oh, now All right. I'm gonna have to real quickly watch like Alps. <laughs> what? Maybe Killing of a Sacred Alps? Deer. Mm. Alps. It's one of it's by the same director. Okay. So it's a lanthanum. Sure you don't want to watch like, did, uh, more to watch stuff and watch like disobedience or something. I do want to watch disobedience. Stay tuned to see how this resolves. <laughs> <laughs> this has been hey, check it out. Good night. Our show's over. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Okay. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Thank you. Thank Dave. you for having me. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So, just in case you missed it, the next movie is 2018's The Favorite.